be on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley. I'm just cooling. Cooling with the gang. Cooling with the gang. Cooley in the gang. We be on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley. I'm just cooling. Cooling with the gang. Cooling with the gang. In the game. Nothing better than a professor, watch him cook up cooling. Big G, can't forget my nigga Mike Cooling. Keep it high like a pot of carrot. Sweet as Mayberry. Question is, is she single? We'll find out when I call and I'll be geeking off G. Laughing till I'm nauseous. Caution, they going all in. Leaving no stones unturned, no topic untouched. They love to cuss and they fuck shit up. Brother, I keep my money right. Make sure you keep that money right. Make sure you keep that money right. Clam share, keep the jewelry tight, make sure you keep it. We on week, make sure you peep it. Matt King, stay the mind of best kept secret. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, so do it. Introduce it, the gang in my cooling. You are tuned into the Cooley and the Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. Cooling with the gang. Cooling with the gang. Cooley in the gang. It's Friday, baby. Yo, I just realized, yo, he shouted out the brain. He ain't say my name, though. No, he said Matt. He said Matt King State of Mind, the best kept secret. Oh, okay. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> we was all we was all woofing over that song, huh? I told you <laughs> he should said Big G about two more times, eh? I thought that was Jiggy at first. No, no, that That's was nine. That was the brother nine, number nine. Shout out to nine for the uh for the track. We appreciate it. Uh welcome everybody. Yo, it's Friday. Appreciate everybody for jumping in and tuning in. Um Cool in the gang show. We here every Friday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. doing what we do, talking our shizzle, keeping it rizzle. Y'all like that? I'm about to I could have <laughs> did the track if you want to be honest. I could have could have spit some hot fire like Dylon. Well, like you mean track like putting hair in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have did it, yo. Um having a good time, man. This week, this week went by a little quick. Um didn't get a lot of uh a lot of people weren't very entertained by the uh vice presidential debate. I thought it was uh pretty good. Nobody really answered any questions on either side. I don't care what nobody said. Not at all. Them them questions. They just kept deflecting. But you know, if you ask the Democrats, they'll say that uh Kamala Harris tore his ass up. If you ask the Republicans, they'll say uh Pence was the winner. Like everybody is so delusional right now. I don't even want to hear it. Um uh, the most talked about was the fly that landed on Pence's head. Uh, I think the fly got more played than anything else with the debate. So it is what it is. I think people had their mind made up no matter what. Um, yeah, people, whoever you're going to vote for, I believe everybody has their mind made up. All these debates, I don't think none of the shit's going to really make a difference. So I think we can just cancel all that shit. Has anything changed anybody's mind here? Nope. Yeah. Basically, that's what yeah, I all bullshit. All bullshit. I was done when the fly landed on him. I said, This nigga's full of shit for real. I was <laughs> done. That was some funny shit, yo. That was some funny shit. Man, that fly just sat there, but it's all good. So, uh, we are here. Uh, we got a special guest coming on tonight. Larry, what up? Um, if you all have not seen um, any of the previews we posted for the uh, More Than Hype doc, um, if, if if you grew up in Baltimore or heard anything about Baltimore or watched The Wire, I believe this will be something else you would want to see, to see that other side of Baltimore, because 
club music growing up, um, we've had a lot of artists here. Like when I was just going through uh, Larry's bio, shit, I forgot about artists like Young Leap. Shaking, jiggling, shaking, and jiggling, shaking, and I forgot all about that shit. Like, we done had some artists come through, but you know, when you ask most people, all they really know is Drew Hill. Talk about Baltimore, that's all people know is Drew Hill because Drew Hill, they were the ones that kind of made it to the mountaintop. Uh, I think it was more mainstream. We, what we had, Rough Ends, Rough Ends is from Baltimore, right? Oh, yeah, Rough Ends, too. Yeah, shout out to Rough Ends. Yeah. I'd like to have Rough Ends come on the show. Um, Prophet Jones, where's Prophet yeah, Jones from? Yeah. Be Rich, yeah. Isn't Prophet Jones from Baltimore? That was a group, right? Yeah, weren't they from Baltimore? I don't know. We got to Google that. Let me get my Googles out. Where are all our stat people at, man? I'm usually good on this music tip, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Prophet Jones, I remember them, too. Shit, I it, that shit pulled up somebody else. Oh, that ain't who I was looking for. That ain't the prophet you was looking for, huh, Jordan? That wasn't the prophet I was looking for. That was that other prophet. Go. Y'all got excuse. You typing prostitute Jones. Prostitute Jones and shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't want her. <laughs> that one got a clap. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know where Private Jones is from. Somebody will tell us in the room eventually. Okay. Um but yeah, um well uh I did I watched a little clip of the documentary looks dope. I mean like shit. The club scene was was what it was. Like, you know, we would go to the club and you know, you have your arm being hip hop, but once that club music came on, it was just a whole nother element. Uh the dudes I like to dance, you know. I just like to see how the females react. You know, that's the only reason why we was all mostly there for the female. But yeah, yeah. I'm a, and, and it's crazy how it just died out though. Like now, you somebody you put that club music on these young and be like, turn that shit off. Nobody want to hear that. Ain't no dope talking. They don't talk about enough dope. But not only that, I don't think I, the, the 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 dance moves that they do today are. Like ours, we was raunchy and shit. You know, you be the girl be grinding on you, and you be leaning back, and your homeboy be holding you up and shit. You know what I'm holding saying? You up, yeah. yeah not, not, not now. These niggas dancing with each other and shit. They got like a whole fucking guy <laughs> on guy dance group. Yeah, dancing the same. So, so I, I haven't. Me personally, I haven't been. Um, I haven't been to a, a club in a while, especially. A, you know what? Now that I think about it, like, yeah, you don't get that club music set no more unless you go to some old school. Like, if you go into something where you know it's certified like 30 and over, then you're going to get it. But yeah, the club music scene, um, Frank, uh, Frank Ski should be getting a good check after that WAP came out. Uh, he, probably, he, he probably didn't. You don't think so? Hell no. And then the WAP. Half the world probably didn't even know it was Frank Ski's song. Oh, it don't matter what half the world know, but if his name is on some paperwork in the background, that's yeah. that check. Hopefully his name is on some paperwork. Yeah. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes in this house. Yeah. Y'all never understand. These these youngins in these days will never understand. Nah, they won't. The type of fun we had, the nonsense. 
Uh, hmm. What's up, NJ Rich? Um, remember, let us know when you pop into the room. We like to know who's here. Um, all you got to do is just, you know, say hey, whatever. We like to shout you out. Um, you see Are we you back on Facebook? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, we on Facebook, though. I'm really thinking about just cutting Facebook out the picture and just kind of focusing more on YouTube and um, everything else, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, hey, yo, for, uh, first of all, before we go any further, I just got one thing to say. Yes, sir. I'm, 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 I usually don't catch feelings about certain shit, right? Mm -hmm. But I got feelings right now because I like, I've never been to Vegas and my son and my nephew is in Vegas, probably get ready to shake off right now. No, they ain't. I feel a certain way about that. Frank, Frank the Tank that went to Vegas? Yeah. Oh, he definitely getting a prostitute. Now, you want to know what 69 is? That's when he come back, yeah. <laughs> Frank the Tank over there got a prostitute. He over there sucking his fucking on the 12th floor of the, of the Venetian. They, I, they the, like the, I think he said the 24th floor. I told him, oh, I yeah. said, look, when you they go got some, yo, they got some, they got some serious shit. I said, just because that girl is smiling and talking to you, don't let her trick you to get you upstairs because there's a price tag attached to that. Frank is yeah. fucking. How much money he got? What's his cash at? I'm gonna send him twenty dollars, yo. Frank is fucking. But I was proud of him as a, as a group. You know, they got together. It reminds me of us. It remind, they remind me of us. You know, they. They formulate like Voltron. They go to they take trips like they they do that other shit. Like not they don't just stay and go from east side to west side or right. Like you know they their minds are open. Like let's take this trip. Let's go here. Like and how many people went? How many people went? Like seven of them. Last I heard they fucking yeah, yeah. they. I know they got a prostitute. It's like hangover. You better call and check on your son. Yeah, <laughs> some chicks went with him. Oh yeah, they all fucking. They, yo, they about to do some drugs. They about to fucking throw somebody <laughs> matches off the fucking roof. Yeah, they about to lose somebody. Yo. I hope ain't nobody named Doug with them, yo, because they're getting lost. <laughs> it's hangover, yo. <laughs> um, yeah, but they, they they definitely doing their thing. Um, I've only been to Vegas once, and that was for work. And um. Shannon had to, she wasn't even there and had to force me just to leave the room because I was just chilling. But I don't know. I think Vegas, Vegas ain't like it used to be. Um if 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 you are if you are a family man, you go to Vegas to see a couple shows, take the wife shopping, put twenty dollars in the slot machine, that type of shit. But when you are 20 to 25, you are fucking doing cocaine and all kinds of shit. <laughs> Yeah, send me Frank's cane. You're gonna be broke by the end of the night, yeah. Oh, not cocaine, yo. You're <laughs> broke already. Looking for strippers and cocaine. Yo, you only got to look for strippers. They, they out there, yo. Seven zero two six nine six six nine six nine is the telephone number, yeah. Should come right to your room. My man told me that he was out there recently. Matter of fact, he was out there last month for his birthday. He said, "Yo." They had gotten, they got some strippers or something, and they came back to the to the house. He said, "Yo, all of them was old though." Mm. He said they was old women. They went out there too early to get them, or too late or some shit. Ain't no oh, good. Oh, oh, older the bag, sweeter the juice, huh? 
That's no, not for no stripping, though. So who does it not responsible for nobody hip replacement. I don't hit my know. Yo, hit my phone, Hattie May. She ain't gonna get pregnant, yeah? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I, don't, I ain't gonna be drinking no juice. So I ain't gonna know if it's sweet or not. <laughs> <laughs> hit my line, Hattie May. Hit my line, Hattie May. I don't know. Your brother. Mm-hmm. And they got them saggy titties and shit, so you ain't gotta hurt your neck trying to reach up to get them. Woo. Am I the only one that used to watch that show on HBO? What was it called? The Cat House? <laughs> yeah, you might be. The Cat House on HBO, and that's what it was uh-huh. about. It was about, matter of fact, that's the spot where uh, the bunny ran shit. Yeah, that's the yeah, spot yeah, where yeah. I caught up in. They had a series <laughs> on HBO. Yeah, I watched it. They was old and white, though, Mike. No, it's like black chicks. It'd be there. like two black. It'd be like two black chicks, and it'd be like like thirteen white girls. I agree. They never had a midget, so it's really my type of show, you know. And the big white guy was the owner. I don't see what the fascination is about midgets. Oh my goodness! What? Yeah. Let a, let a midget walk in in my garage right now. Shannon had to keep an eye on me. <laughs> Damn. Like, come on, yeah, come I don't get that. I think it's just a big know. ass. And you can't turn out the lights either because, I mean, like, that's too little, yo. It's like, that will what feel you, you a loser with the lights go out when you loser or something? What the fuck? <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> God damn. I lost you, baby. Where you at? Yeah. No. Uh, real grown ass woman. I don't know. know. Is this a woman? And it's, no, I can't do no midget still. It's one little one on um, Instagram. Her name Anna Apples. Y'all see Anna Apples. I'm going to find a picture. <laughs> Anna, something wrong with you, Mike. See, the ones that y'all be sending me in my inbox is jokes. That's not what I'll be talking about. Like, y'all just rude. Like, first of all, like, some of them ladies look like they might be a little slow, and that's not right. Especially the ones the professor be trying to make jokes and send me like that's hey, that's, that's what you want. You want one that's slow. No, nah, I don't want the lead babies. You want to go? You want somebody to hang with? Let a midget walk in. If a midget or the bell was a walk in my garage right now, I'm sorry, I had to ask my wife for a pass. A midget or Pat Patty LaBelle, though? I love Patty LaBelle. Wow. Yeah, you on your own with that one. Mine's a Shaka Khan, though. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan got some titties that I could either like suffocate or die in. Like, I could see myself dying after a night with Shaka Khan. They'd be like, Yo, what happened to G? Oh, he's putting the night over Shaka Khan house. <laughs> Like, I just died. Like, her titties are, like, huge. Uh, NJ Rich said, make sure they quarantine. Uh, Wayne said, all the shit is in Reno. I ain't never been to Reno. I ain't never been to Reno. How far is Reno from Vegas? It's got to be a couple hours. I ain't never been to Reno. But like I said, Vegas was only one time for me. I'd like to go back. Um, But it was just like we went to uh, New Orleans and... um, we were talking about how if we ever went back to New Orleans, we'd rather go back with a group and not just, it wasn't really a couple's, didn't really fit the couple's vibe. Uh, we ate, definitely ate good. That was some of the best eating food I ever had on any vacation in my life was in um, New Orleans. <laughs> that's, that's another place that I said I wanted to go to. I've never been there either. But I want to put something together. I was thinking about putting something together um, in February for my birthday to go down Vegas. Yo, Mac, man, you the only nigga I know that go from East Baltimore to West Baltimore and North Carolina. Have you been anywhere other than that? Who, me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you 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 missing all the good spots and shit. 
He said he's going to yeah. Vegas. No, he'd have been Matt. We'd have been on the cruise. We'd have been a pup. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Do people ever say I'm going back to Baltimore? Like, I, you know, we go to these different places and like Vegas. Like, I, I like to go to Vegas or New Orleans and Miami. Like, I ain't never heard a motherfucker say I want to get back to Baltimore to do whatever, anything. I'm sure it's somebody out there. Did y'all watch the. I ain't never been to Miami either. I've been to Jacksonville. I've been to, um, we're on Disney World at Disney with that. Yeah, I've been to Orlando. Orlando. Shannon said in yeah. February we'll be in Puerto Rico. You want to go to Puerto Rico, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to be taking just, it to Puerto Rico. You did why? What happened with that? Because if you look at the, if you go on that website right now, um, you got a quarantine. So, so this is what Puerto Rico is doing. You either have to, you have to get a COVID test 72 hours prior to going. Um, then they're going to check your temperature and check your paperwork. You got some other documents you got to fill out before you get there. The bars, they call them discos and restaurants are operating at 25%. Um, the casino, you got a casino down there. The casino is open. The beach, are oper- the beach is operating at 50%. I don't know how the fuck that works, but it's operating at 50%. And if you don't get a test prior to going, um, you got to quarantine for 14 days. So your whole vacation, you'll be in your fucking room. Oh, yeah, oh and if you don't get a test and they got to take you to the, to the uh, to a place to get a test, if for some reason they can't get the results right away, you got to stay in the hospital and you got to pay for that stay there. Damn. No, hopefully in February yeah, that'll change. switch up. Yeah, if it don't change, then I wouldn't be fucking with that shit, buddy. Yeah, yeah we just changed it. We just changed it um today. Matter of fact. NJ Rich said when he lived out of state, he wanted to come back to Baltimore. I mean, every now and then it hit me too. I'll be like, I gotta go home. I, I need a chicken box. I need my my egg well, that's, that's home though, man. That don't, I don't think that counts. Oh, yeah, you right, right. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, NJ Retro. Yeah, I think it's a little difference when we come at home. We want to know yeah. when somebody to just come to visit their grandmother on the summer and be like, man, I can't wait to go back to Baltimore this summer. I got a homeboy from Serbia. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked him, he got a son here. I asked him, I said, yo, are you coming? Are you coming back to Baltimore? He said, I'm never coming back to that dirty motherfucker. I said, why, yo? He said, yo, it's too crazy. He said, the only way I'll come back is if my son gets married. He said, I'll come back to see my son. He said, but then I'm leaving right back out. He said, yo, I'm never coming back. He said, I'll be here in Serbia or uh, Dominican Republic. He said, you want to holler at me? Come to Dominican Republic. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh-oh. I just had a conversation though with my father this morning, right? And yeah. the one thing that always is funny to me is that people that that are that have lived majority of their life in Baltimore City mm-hmm. try to defend Baltimore City as if it's not a problem in Baltimore City. Jeez, and what I mean by defending, what I mean by defending is, if I say, "Yo, I'd rather move out Baltimore County than to live in the city." They say some shit. Well, like there's problems out in Baltimore, Baltimore County. Yo, you know that's not what the fuck I'm talking about, yo. You know that there's a huge difference between Baltimore City and Baltimore County, and people gotta stop acting like it's not, yo. I think that's. It's not a huge difference. 
But people said that to me when I was talking about moving to North Carolina. They were like, well, you know, people get killed in North Carolina, too. I'm like, well. Yo, that don't fucking count, motherfucker. We just didn't want you to leave. God damn it. I was making up shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, fucking uh, the ex-mother lives in North Carolina. That shit, I said to make you stay, yo. You still live. Anyway, so fuck you. My bad. I, I interrupt this on my house. Shut the fuck up. Let y'all finish having y'all conversation. <laughs> I ain't want your ass to fucking go. You see, they charged uh, Tory Lanez has been officially charged with uh, in the whole Meg the Stallion thing. At least that man can get to tw- up to 22 years, yeah. yo. But he said he can do it. You know, he dropped his album and the streets is loving him. <laughs> 22 well, years is a that, long time, yo. The thing about that that surprised me was I'm surprised it went that long. If it was an average person, somebody would be in jail right now. Because mm-hmm. even if she said she didn't want to press charges, they would be standing there like, okay, somebody going to jail. Either you shot yourself, cheddar barbed yourself, and you going to jail, mm-hmm. or his ass going to jail, or some motherfucking body. Who get in this truck? Some kind of way. And the state wouldn't let that shit go. If that shit would have happened here in Baltimore, that was an average person, somebody would be in jail. I don't know. Uh, NJ Rich says Baltimore doesn't have yeah, When I first heard something like that, where they said, I said I want to start going to the museums and stuff like that again. Because the only time I've been is like on school trips and stuff like that. I want to go now as an adult and just check out some different shit. Is the Blacks and Wax Museum still open? Not, like, still not right now during COVID, but like is it still yeah. Right. I believe it is. Yeah. Have they added on? Because I think the last time I went, it was a school trip. I haven't been there in a while. Like, is yeah. it still pretty much the same, or do they kind of like add and? Yeah, um, they got. They've added some stuff, but you know, you got to remember that they also created that that place out in D.C. Mm-hmm. And they got the Frederick F. Lewis Museum down here. So, with the, uh-huh. with the Frederick F. Lewis Museum. Yeah, Who's Frederick? Reg- 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 Reginald Reg- F. Lewis. Reginald Lewis. Yeah. I mean, that Reg- 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 I tell people yeah. all the time, you can't get no better food than Baltimore, though. Like, we got. I don't know about that. Shit, we got good food. Like, if you. Seafood. Seafood. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Yeah, that's what I mean. Seafood. Oh, yeah, that's about it, though. Yeah, to get some good hood food, to get some good hood food, you have to go to the dirtiest fucking restaurants in the. Right, but even hood. then, you got to know somebody that knows somebody. You try to get a damn regular uh, uh, chicken box. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't send anybody from out of town. To chicken box out Randall's town or... Nah, that's going to be Royal Farms and shit. That's going to be them wings and them fucking potato wedges. Send them to hip-hop. <laughs> I'm definitely not doing that because they're not going to call my phone yelling at me talking about I sent them to get that bullshit. Send them over to hip-hop. Beat it. Mm-hmm. Nah. So, so we... um. Uh, we had Louis Stansel on. Louis Stansel was one of the acting coaches for... um. Uh, the movie that re- premiered last night, Charm City Kings. So did did you all get to watch the Charm City Kings? First of all, let's start there. I didn't. Yeah, I watched it. 
Professor, I know you don't even watch TV. Professor don't even own the TV, so I know he ain't watch the shit. Yeah, the Buccaneers was playing last night. Truthfully, yo, I did try to watch it because somebody put up a, a post and said they had a link to uh, a way to watch it last night. But um, when I went on there, I couldn't find it. So, so to end it, to end that conversation, no, I didn't. But I did try to uh, try to get to it. All right, so uh, the wife and I sat and watched it last night. Um, you watched the whole thing? Yeah, we watched the beginning and the end. The whole thing. Oh, I watched know how you are. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, uh, too. We watched the whole thing. Um, phone lines are open, 567-233-2654. Call in, let us know if you watched um, Charm City Kings um, and how you felt about it. So I'll let you start, Mac. Um, and we go off the 10-star 10 10 star rating, just like I am. What is it? Uh, IMBD, IMDB, whatever. I am DB. We oh, go off the stars. Um, How many stars you get? The storyline. The storyline. It was. It was pretty good. The acting was suspect. Chino was surprisingly good to to me, mm-hmm. but you got to think about he's from Baltimore, so it wasn't much acting he had to do. Mm-hmm. But the league. They made him too country. I don't know why they want to make Baltimore so damn country, but they can never get our slang. You know, they can't never get that right. They, Some of the words it did feel to me like I was like, nah, he didn't have to push that. He was doing good up until he kind of tried. It to was off, uh, but the yeah. story, that, right? And to me, it was kind of predictable because it reminded me of, of like. They try to copy off of like a the shy type mm. with the little boy crew and okay, you know because it was set up pretty much the same. So at that point, I I knew for a fact that somebody was going to die. One of them was going to. I knew that going. I I thought it was a dreadhead one, but I knew that off the bat. So it was like kind of predictable. But the storyline itself was pretty good. I had to I had to remember that it was a movie, it wasn't a documentary. So it was like certain things I was trying to critique. Oh, 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 like I'm a like, okay. Or something like that. It's like, okay, it's not really supposed to be. I mean, it's not supposed to be about it's a movie. <clears throat> they got characters and the made up storyline and all that, but they trying to keep it around you know, what Baltimore was about. Mm-hmm. So I mean, overall I give it a probably a seven out of ten. Give it a seven out of ten. All right, Mike, come on with your bullshit. I'm I'm waiting to hear what you got to say. Uh, I, I thought about this all day, uh, and I and I do consider myself a movie buff. Um, anybody out there that wants to debate me, please feel free. My my repertoire when it comes to movies is immaculate. Um, bullshit. <laughs> well, let me uh-huh. say one more thing too. Though one thing about it, the filming, the cinematography, that shit was off the chain. That shit was off the chain. I agree. The way they so, filmed it. For a while, I was at about a 6.5. But unlike Mac, I thought the acting was pretty good compared to some of them BET straight to movie. Like, I done seen some stuff that then came out that people have been excited about. And then I done sat and watched it and been like, mm-mm. They, knew, they need Louis Stansel. Shout out. Um, I, so I, I give it a 7, too. I, I'm comfortable sticking with a seven. I think I think Meek did good. Yeah, I think Meek did yeah. a good job. Um, and I've seen some other like Meek was in another movie that I saw. I think it used to be on even Netflix or 
or um, Hulu, one of them. It was another like kind of, uh, um, you know, low budget movie he was in. But uh, I think Meek did a good job. Um, I think um, Chino did good. Um, uh, the lady, uh, the girl who played his mother, uh, Tiana Paris, she was in, um, the, she was in um, Chirac, which I couldn't watch all the way through because I'm not a musical mm -hmm. fan, except for uh, Dream Girls. Dream Girls was the shit. She was um, in something else too. I can't remember what it was, but she was in something else. Well, I know she was in Chirac. She was in Dead White People. Um, some other things that we oh, might. Oh, and she was. She um, was in if, B, if Bill Street could talk. Survivor's Remorse. Survivor's okay. Remorse, that um, show on HBO. She was a sister on there. Yeah, so I think um, I think she did a great job. The other, the little, the sister, the little girl, um, Milan Ray. Shannon and I had just watched her in Troop, the movie Troop Zero. We watched that with Chase. Um, that's on um, Prime. I think she did a good job. And then the detective, um, William uh, Catlett, he did a good job too. I think the acting was pretty good. I think um, even um, the other girl that played um, Chino's right hand, she was pretty funny. Wheelie Queen. I follow her on Instagram. She she was pretty funny. She, yeah. she did a good job. I, like I had to check her for a minute because she she almost yeah she almost got me. I, it's like certain things that she did in the beginning and said I was like she might really be from Baltimore. Yeah, or... she she is. Yeah, and she really ride bikes. Like so, she I think she did a very good job. I would like to see her in some more. Mm -hmm. I think she's funny. She she played her role like she wasn't in the comedy position, but I think she did a good job. Um, and even the main character, uh, I think his name is Jahi. <laughs> he did good. I think he did good. He played the role. It was certain things that kind of like you, like what you Mac, it kind of caught me where I'm kind of like, eh, eh, uh, okay. But um, all in all, like like you said, I, I could pretty much guess what was going to happen as it was as the movie was going on. But so it's a strong six then. It's a, it's a I give it a seven because like Mac said, Mac said it was it was yeah. shot, like the the production it was shot very well. Um, this ain't no low, but like it, it this was, it yeah, was a budget. It wasn't behind, a like you can tell, it was a budget behind this. Like it, it was mm. shot well. Um, I know when so Lewis a, came a, on, a strong was, six. When Lewis came on, I know he kept saying <laughs> putting it up there with the wire. I, I can't give it wire status. I definitely can't give it wire status. Um, so strong. I, I'm, I'm comfortable giving it a, a strong a, six. A, a set. I, I'm gonna stick with my seven, y'all. Yeah. I'm gonna stick That's with my set. seven, y'all. And and as we watch it again, though. I'm on IMBD, IMDB, and I'm putting my seven on it. And just so you know, a seven to me is also, I thought Notorious was a seven. I thought- uh, You can't think Notorious was a seven and think that this, this yeah, was a seven. Notorious was a seven to me, yo. I don't care. The, Notor the Notorious was a real, was a real, uh, a half, well, I guess a real movie though. It was like a real story. Like, so how you gonna give this was some a real, real shit a seven this was a real movie, G. It was a real story. I mean, well, Victoria's yeah. B was based off a true story, and this was based off of uh, the Twelve O'clock Boys documentary in a way. Now, I, I could dig it, but yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna go. I, I haven't seen it, but because of what you said, I'm gonna give it a strong six. Because you I don't think know, you would give it a six point five. I'm gonna go with a six. I think you would give it a six point. I mean, it was it was a dope. It was a dope. Movie. I'm glad. I'm glad they really put the um. Like the Baltimore uh, little dude from the Twelve O'clock Boys, uh, what was his name? Pud. Yeah, I think he was supposed well, to be the main character. Well, shit, like he was supposed to have a bigger role, but I guess since he had got locked up, it kind of may have taken away from whatever his position was supposed to be. Because right. it, well, it was a documentary on him, 
That's on. Yeah, so they, they, they killed them off. Well, Pug, Pug's uh, documentary was way, but was really, really good. Pug's documentary was a nine point five. I don't care what nobody said. No, yeah, yeah, that shit was yeah. awesome. You know what I'm saying? That 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 right there, fucking shows you what the twelve o'clock boys was about. Um, yeah. So his, if if his was a, a nine point five, you mean tell me that this one was a seven? Yeah, it was a seven. Wow. Yeah, I stick with my seven. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna have to watch it now. Yeah, it was definitely a seven. I, 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 I'm, I'm comfortable sticking with it. <clears throat> really am now. Not gonna take away from it. I, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm gonna stick with that seven strong. Um, I don't know who else, who else got to watch it last night. If you got to watch it, let us know. Um, what you thought about it? Um, now what's your, what's your re- like? Can you see yourself sitting down watching it again? Because that's where it come in. Like, can you, can you watch it again? Is the question. Max said, "Yeah." I said, "I'm yeah, I'm gonna watch it again." I mean, I do that with all movies, though. I, I look at it if it caught my interest. Some what um, always first. Uh, oh yeah, as soon as I get a minute, I'm gonna go ahead and check it out. No, I can't wait till Larry come on. I would, I like to hear you know him being on the scene. I would, I can't wait to um, get his opinion and see how he felt about it. Um, and like we said, you know, everybody that's tuned in, I mean, I'm guessing nobody watched it. Nobody watched it last night. Um, let us know what you thought. I know NJ Rich had to watch it. I know NJ Rich had to watch it. Um, I, and I think a, a lot of things I may have taken away from it was the fact that everybody don't have HBO Max. So I don't know if they doing like a free trial or whatever, but you would pretty much have to like subscribe or sign up in order to get it. I think if you have HBO right. As, as one you, of your um, channels, you can get it. Yeah, you get it free. That's what I did. I because I um, ended up putting it on a fire stick. Well, my sister put it on her fire stick and used her um, Xfinity information, and she got it free. Yeah. So I mean, and, and if you want to get a little background, go to uh, and I think it's still on Hulu. Go to Hulu and watch the Twelve O'clock Boys documentary, and you can find it just like that. You know, Twelve O'clock. Uh, 12 o'clock boys. Um, that was very, that was, that was good. And that's a documentary. It's not a movie. It's a documentary. Um, and I really do. I like a good documentary for real. A, a good documentary will definitely have my att- attention. So Matt gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. Uh, Shannon will be sitting here in a second. I don't know what she gave it. We didn't, re- we talked about it a little bit, but we didn't really discuss it. Great. That's the one. That's the one I want to know. What did Shannon give it? Hmm. Yo, she been she been late a lot lately too, yeah. Yeah, here she come. Yeah, she been late a lot. I need you to uh, fix that. I can only do what I can, yo. I, I try, yo. So you say you're afraid of her? Hell yeah. Oh, all right. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you give? Uh, what's your rating? What's your star out of ten stars? What hey, do you yo. give? Uh, hey, how you doing? Hey. Okay. I, um, I think I give it a, a seven too. Um, it as we as I was saying last night, as we was watching, it was it took me by surprise because I really was expecting a bootleg BT movie, and that wasn't what I got at all. Um, so that surprised me. The overall acting was really good. I like Troy. I said the same thing to Mike. I was like, Mike, these kids are the shy kids. Like, yeah, I, I immediately was saw the three boys: Papa, um, Kevin, and then the, the dreadhead. So, uh, 
that resemblance immediately stood out to me. Why nobody ever remember the kid with the dreads? Why why the kid with the dreads and the dreads? Does he even have a name? So I th- I thought that was uh, really good. And I did say to Mike too, as you were talking, Travis, like, I said that too. I said that too about the um, cinematography. I was like, yo, this is so crisp, so clear. Like, so overall, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good as as well too. Um, like Mike said, and they 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 captured some really good angles, some really good yeah, angles. I was yeah, like, they, uh, we thought they were had to use drones or something in certain parts. And I saw some people. I saw a couple. Yeah, people Mike I was knew. pointing out people he knew, and I was like, oh, that's by Miss Mary House. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they they shot it right over by my grandmother's house. Everything was shot by my grandmother, and actually, one of the guys that had a like a, a side role in it, um, Kiev, he was, he's actually been on the show with us before. He's actually also in Tay's torture series. He was in it. Yeah. Yeah. So shout, shout, shout him out. We had him at the table. Yeah. So, I mean, it was good. It was good. You know, like Mike said, the, um, the little lead had a little side eye from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. It but, was some, uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> overall it was pretty good. <laughs> it, it's some conversations we had in a group text with some friends of mine. I can't really repeat it in this room, but. Yeah, we all know it's the same thing, but because I because my my just brought something up about this to brought something up about this little stroll, his walk. He was questioning yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Before the before Popo pulled up pulled up on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like once you saw it, you couldn't unsee it. Like no more. Right. Exactly. You carried the rest of the that's what carried in your mind the rest of the film. Once you saw it. You couldn't unsee that shit, so <laughs> it was what it was. But yes, G. But he played when he played in. Go ahead, Sharon. I'm sorry. You said he played in what? He played in the movie with um, Proud Mary um, with um, what's her name? Was that that played Cookie Tarazi. Yeah, he was a little boy that played in that with her, yeah, and he had the same type of swag in there. It's like he don't change his style up as far as acting. I like seen him o- in like something Omar. else too. <laughs> he don't change up like Omar, and you know, he switch it up. Like you don't know if he gonna kill you or kiss you. Kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know. But yeah, you know, it's definitely worth watching. So take some time and support the, support it and go watch it. G, you gotta watch it because so we can hear your opinion. Yeah, you gotta watch. Oh it. yeah, yeah. I never said I wasn't gonna watch it. I just had I didn't see it last night. And go into it with an open mind, you know. Don't go into oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt, no doubt. You can't go into it with the six, G. Uh, okay. He makes me well, so sick. Well, yeah. So, um, so now, um, we got that all out. And Professor, you got to watch it too. So, um, we'll give you the code. Yeah, we we'll give you the code. I'll give you the lo- uh, login information. You get, and, everybody oh, else got everything. Else. And um, Professor, thanks for the information. I immediately did a video to my girlfriends. Like, listen, y'all, we need to be watching out for X, Y, and Z for Puerto Rico because this is what's happening. Oh, so yeah, I appreciate yeah. the information. Thank you. Uh, well, Shannon, you are the only female. And uh, the question I have today oh. is, can a guy and a girl be best friends without sex. What? Can yes. a guy and a girl be best friends without sex? Absolutely. Without sex or with sex? Without, without sex. sex. I've never had of course. sexual interest. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had it's not it's not the without sex is the problem. It's the with sex. And we be best friends and out of fuck. Yeah. 
No. But can you be best friends with a female? Like, Why can't and, and you be best happens? friends if, if, if you did fuck? If I did fuck? Yeah. Um, Because unless you like the gay best friend, you know, you, you sit around and watch them get dressed and shit like that. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't be best friends and I'm sitting at the house and you trying to change your bra and shit and think I'm not trying to hit again. So how how do you keep that from happening if she is the best friend and you waiting for her to get dressed? Right. And well, if she my if she my best friend and, and it's never been anything sexual, then nine times well most of the times you're not really looking to have sex. But if at the same time I thought you was you was hot before and now I'm just in the friend zone for the rest of my life, then I'm probably not trying to fuck no more. But once upon a time I probably was trying to hit. But you can become <laughs> unattracted un- un- to people. no way. You can. No. I, no, she, I know for sure. She had to shave her head and go a dick. Mm. <laughs> I hate so, you. I've done it before, that. so I know. That's how I know. What were you saying, Professor? Women can do that. Women do stuff like that. But this, is what I, this is what I try to tell um, another female friend of mine. So, men, I'm trying to debate if I want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> men, what? Men generally. Not in all cases, of course. If the if the woman is unattractive to him, then that's not even a factor. But if it's a woman that's attractive to him, men only didn't have sex with her because he because she didn't the opportunity didn't present itself. Women will have guy friends, and they, in their mind, they just like, oh, this is my homeboy, and I mean that's the end of it. Like there is anything else to it. Like they look at him like like ill and shit, like they're not even thinking about it. I have a, a really close friend of mine and I'll never forget, one day I was sitting I was sitting on her bed and she was standing up changing her clothes. We was getting ready to go to a, a club. And she looked through the mirror and she saw me looking at her ass. So she said, yo, when you looking at my ass like this? I said, yo, I said, this is what I want you to understand. I said, yeah, we played a brother sister game, but understand, that I'm a man too, and you're not really my sister. So <laughs> you can't change the clothes. Or something. <laughs> it just don't. It just don't. It doesn't look like that. I guess people are different. I like I. I know I've I've been in that position before. I have, and when you just be, are no longer in that place with that person, it it became easy. Like. Kim was my roommate at the time, and Kim would say to me, because I was we I would sleep with my door open, so she would she would know when he was there. And she'd be like, How the fuck are you sleeping in the bed with a man every night and y'all not doing nothing? Because th- that's not the vibe we have. Like Well, that's because of you. That's because of oh, you. If, no, 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 no. That's that's basic, that's pretty much be, that's because of the woman. Yeah. If yeah. a man well, if a man is possible the, though. Huh? The question was, is it possible? Yes, it is. Possible. Oh, yeah, it's definitely possible but, because she. But he didn't try to do anything either. It's only possible. right because if he tried and you said no, that's right. No, <laughs> first of all, if he tried, he wouldn't even know until he tried it. But it was, and we had gotten to a place where we were not even in that that place between our and our relationship anymore. So he never even attempted to. Right, try. you wasn't, you wasn't. But the moment you had done anything that indicated. To him, that it was a chance that he could shoot his. If you ever indicated something that gave him, that let him know that if he shot his shot, you would you would be 
uh, willing, then he would have tried. But the fact that a man isn't going to just try and a woman going to say no, because now they are not friends anymore. Because it would be you to say, well, because you tried to fuck me, we're not friends no more. Yeah. And I, and I have, I have um, heard that scenario on different occasions where a guy tried his own with a girl that he had been friends with forever. Mm. And the shit was so awkward. She said, yo, I can't even be friends with you no more. So it's one of those things. The difference in that situation is that they never had went there before. We're talking about you've already have slept with this person before. All right. So so even if you slept with him, if you decided that you don't want to do that anymore and you reject him, there's a good possibility y'all not going to be friends anymore. For one, his pride is going to be hurt. And also it's going to open the door because now he's saying to himself, she doesn't find me attractive or... Let me tell you, I'm gonna tell you, men always think it has something to do with how they look. It's another guy. Um, <laughs> something wrong with it. it's, it's always something other than the, the possibility. What it is. She just moved on. She just moved on to some, you know, another thing. But um, it's usually it's usually because of the woman why nothing happens. Usually I, I it's always you, because of the woman. I can't tell you how many women always, I can't tell you how many women I've had sleep in my bed and we didn't do anything. You think I didn't want to? <laughs> but, but see, y'all are missing the point. <laughs> oh my. He didn't say, is it possible that you don't want to? He just said, the question that he proposed is, is it possible? Yes, it's possible. That was Is it possible? What's the question again? What's the question again? Is it possible? What's the question? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Doing the show. I mean, I'm trying. The question was: Is it possible for a man and a woman to be best friends? Can a guy and a girl be best friends without having sex? Yes, absolutely. If she's ugly. If she's ugly. See, wait a minute. Are you adding something? He just added that. <laughs> is, she, is she ugly with a fat ass? Is she ugly with a nice set of titties? If she ugly with a fat ass, then, then sex it. could definitely still happen, possibly. I mean, it's... it's I can't do There's too many scenarios where it could go bad. And, right, and, that's what I'm saying. Like, w- without sex, absolutely. The question should be, can, can they be best friends knowing they had sex? Like, you know, that that's the hard part about it because now I don't yeah. think we, we best friends anymore. <laughs> and if we are best friends, you know, and depending on what happens, or it, it, it could be four o'clock in the morning, well, not four, but two o'clock in the morning, and I'm drunk and she's drunk, and we decide to have sex again, you know. You can still be my best friend. No. <laughs> you're there when yeah, I that need you. Some <laughs> no. See, that's that bullshit. See, that's you're that woman shit. You was there when I needed you. Yeah, that's that bullshit. Was, that, that would be awkward as shit. Hey, look, right. that's why me and Sean always laugh about that brother-sister shit. When girls always talk about, oh, that's just my brother. They don't have no relation, none of that shit. Nigga, that's your brother until you get naked and say, come on. They ain't your brother no more. But I mean... Now your cousin. I, th- I think it's po- I do think it's possible, though. Well, Mike, you know of a situation that I, I had, or I have, that, like, for all intents and purposes, she's a really, really good friend of me. And we, and you are, and you know that me and I have had dealings with each other in our life, but all intents and purposes, like, yo, that's that's my dog. Like, yo, we can go out somewhere and she'd be like, yo, I like this nigga right here. Go ahead then. Go talk to him. Right. You know what I mean? 
But y'all, y'all don't fuck though. Yeah. But, but like, give me the opportunity. You smashing again? They don't count though. The question is, that was still being homegirl though. No, no, no. We, that, that's our, it, sex okay. is already involved. We're talking about with no sex, though. He's saying with no sex, could you, you be best be, friends? You have to I mean, not be attracted to them in any yes. way for it to happen. Let me. I mean, be not, it's not always. A, it's not every person that you meet on the opposite sex that's not always in an attraction in a sexual type of way. Right. So I do believe it's possible that Absolutely. you can be your best friend with a person without having sex. Right. We we uh, all I mean, we all agree on that. If y'all met because you were trying to holler at her and she had a man and you still try to be friends, y'all gonna fuck eventually. Right. So I think so. I think what we're saying is so I think we all agree that it is possible. Absolutely. But if it's put on the table, somebody getting fucked. No, not necessarily. That's what I'm so that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> the question, the question isn't isn't impossible. It's not a hard question to answer or a hard question to do. Um, could we be best friends without having sex? Absolutely. The question that does that wouldn't uh, that doesn't change the scenario or or make the uh, make the shit any any tougher. Like that's easy to do. The hard part would be being best friends after we done fucked. Can we fuck and still be best friends? Absolutely not. I think you could. You I can. think that. I think that's I think possible you can too. too. Not best friends. Best friends. I mean, no, it could be. I'm, I'm gonna speak to you when I see you, and you know, I mean, I hang out here and there, but not best friend. Not best friend. We okay, can't be you best friend. in another relationship. Okay, I was about to say. I was about to throw that part in. If you're single, single, that could still be. You could still have sex, and still that can still consider that person your best friend. Y'all no. just getting y'all rocks off. And no. but when I need you and I need somebody to talk to, you that person. Why can't you we, still be that person that be my come through person, even though I, I lay down with you? We're not best right friends. Then. That's an you entanglement. We just watch we just watch that. That's a we'll sliver them. No, it's not an entanglement because we're not in no type of situation. You don't owe me nothing, I don't owe you nothing. We just had a good time when we need that, that don't that and sounds good for no nope. That sounds good for the moment. Two months down the road. Y'all doing it again, and the and the shit starting to get weird, and now we hanging out and eating dinner and fucking and eating dinner, and then next thing you know, boom, it's some bullshit, it's some feelings involved, and now I'm the bad guy because now you don't want to be with me no more, and we're not friends, and fuck you, and I'm going on about my life. Or right. it'd be Let me some, get some so Brandon says, and I, I'm not sure what he's referring to. He it said, was the first comment that Rudy that made. Rudy made. He said, "Yes, Rudy, I was there, laughing emojis." Um, Lee says yes as far as um, the best friends he says yeah. too many women in this world to want to, to want, it's too many women in this world to want to cross the line with a woman you call your best friend you gotta value people if, of course it could cross your mind but that doesn't mean you have to act on it I've been on both sides I choose not to go into details though he lied <laughs> so I've had, I've had that type of conversation before. Um, if I really do value now, now I don't want to make it seem like I don't value the people that I, I've slept with because that's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, but just on a different level, a different. I have had scenarios where, to me, sex wasn't worth it because I know how I know. I think that females take sex a little differently than males do. Like, yeah. Most of us, yeah. I, I, I haven't come across a woman yet 
that doesn't feel like her sex is captivating or some shit that they come up with. <laughs> you know, I always try to explain to them like, yo, that shit can happen and I might not even talk to you no more and I'm good with that. But, <laughs> yeah, but pretty much. I have also said, yo, I would rather us just be friends, yo, because I wouldn't want this to happen or not happen and it damage our friendship. I have had that conversation before as well, too. So it really just depends. It depends on the person, depends on the circumstances, and depends on what you got to lose in that situation. Because if I really care about you, y'all, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Especially if I know how you get. If I know that you catch feelings, you gonna be acting real crazy and doing dumb shit, and I'm gonna have to be like, don't call me no more. That makes sense though, because you have to know the person that you right. you're dealing with. You know what I mean? You so of course, yeah. that you got that motherfucker peeping through your window. Exactly. That makes 100% um, sense because if y'all cool like that, he's talked to you, you've already heard some experiences, some things that she's been through, so you know how she get down. So no, that's not a good situation to put yourself in. But if you know she she just like another nigga and she, <laughs> she do her thing just like you, then she gonna be all right. Says the other nigga. Okay. They always say that until it happened, and then it's a whole nother story. Then we gotta have that conversation. It's a deep breath that comes first. It's a deep breath, and then it's a <laughs> so what are you doing? What the fuck are you talking about? We doing the same thing we was doing when we first last week and before we met. Well, you need a different type of chick because um not, all, not with, all females are like that. Gee, what women are always doing? Changing the narrative. No, not all of us. Not all of us. Absolutely. They all the narrative though. So they don't really fuck about they're the nar- the narrator, the narrative. Dudes the, change the the narrative too. Huh? That's a dudes change the narrative too. No. Sometimes they don't be us, it be them. Nah, it be y'all. It, it is, devil, is some emo- is there, are, there, are, there are some emotional men out here that 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 I believe that do get a little yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Facebook. For example, check this out. I had a um I had a dude come to me like in his feelings, right? He said he hooked up with a chick, and after they finished doing what they was they was at her house. After they finished doing what they was doing, she looked at him and said, You can go now. Hello. And he caught feelings, yo. I said, Yo, I've been looking for that all my life before I got married. <laughs> Ain't no fun like, when the rabbit got the gun. When the yeah, rabbit got the gun, like you know, niggas usually trying to find a reason to get exactly. up out of there. Exactly. Oh, my and that's what goodness. I'm trying to tell you. There's a this lot of women shit. And I'm like, yo, oh, y'all. Like it is yeah, nothing so worse. Some emotional dudes out here. It's nothing worse than getting up. It, like that's that hard part when you like, damn, I do not want to spend the night here. I don't. Right. Like, I don't. I don't. I got my rock off real quick. And I'm gonna tell you one person never to call to trust them. To get you out of a situation, and that's the professor. <laughs> you can tell him, you'd be like, Look, yo, just call me at about 7 45, you know, so I can get up out of here. Boy, you sit there looking at you, got you better have a fucking backup healing with him. That's all he going. You see that? You see that Chester Cat smile he got going? That's the same shit he's going at 7 45 when he ain't calling. You just sitting back laughing, knowing that you stuck in a pickle jar. Did, was that you I was talking to about my father the other day? No. Yo, I just had this conversation with, with somebody about my father. Yo, my father used to do that shit. And he said, man, he'd he, stand there with a serious face. Rudy, look, at 12 o'clock, I need you to call me and say, you need me to come get you. And I said, yeah, I got it. 
He'd be like, come on, man. I ain't playing, man. You see, you fucking around. <laughs> I, need you to, I need you to call me. Yeah, bro. Shit. He'd be like, all right. He'd be like, all right, wait, wait. Just wait until you need me to get you out of the same situation. And I'm going to do you like you do me. But, I, you know, I'll call him. But see, the thing people don't understand is, yo, my mind, I be doing so much other shit. Especially when I was younger, I was doing so much other shit. Like, that was the last thing on my mind. Somebody would have to mention a name, be like, oh, shit, I forgot to call you. Let me call him that type of thing. At 10.30 and shit. Two hours later and shit. About the statement you made about the guys catching feelings, right? So here's, here's, here's something I want to I wanna, um, put out there. So I don't, I don't agree with guys um, catching feelings, you know, because the woman wants to, like a one and done type of situation or whatever. It's just a, an agreement that y'all got. Mm-hmm. But my problem is this, and this is a conversation me and my, my father have been having as of, as of late. <clears throat> Yo, as a man, you have to have a level of principles, though. And these, the, the women today will try to teeter the line of disrespecting principles. And what I mean by that is, um, if we have an agreement, then we have an agreement. Mm-hmm. But if we are carrying it like it's more than us just casually messing with each other, even if we've had the conversation and it's like, and shit, it's been times when, it's been times when I have asked a woman, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, yo, what are we going to do, yo? Because I could be doing some other shit. You occupying my time. I'm not saying it this way, but that's what I mean. You occupying my time and I'm spending time with you, but I feel like there's a disconnect. No, no, it's no disconnect. Okay, we out. Or or I see you out or you doing some other shit. And I'm looking, I'm saying to myself, yo, you really don't know how I can get. That's all I'm saying to myself, yo. You really don't know how I can get shit. <laughs> Your best okay. friends. Your best like, friends, though, baby. You don't know how this shit can go, right? I said, and I'm not just saying it to my mind. And then somebody else might be saying, Oh, you're catching feelings. No, it's not that. It's just that I have principles and certain things I just ain't going for. As a man, I'm not gonna go for it at all. You better off, you better off telling me that, yo, this is what it is. And lay it straight out. I don't I don't need no cut cards. You ain't gotta be slick about it. Just just lay it straight out. Yo, this is how it's gonna be. Because if you try to do it in a slick way, it's not a good idea, yo. Man, I'll back a slickster. Y'all best, y'all best friends, baby. Hey, look, look. I got, I got, I got, I got to get ready to go, yo. Uh, I love y'all. Everybody have a good weekend. Y'all stay safe. Uh, I, I'm about to stop being your friend. I, I talked about my man Tom Brady last night. We got our asses whooped. We lost by one goddamn point. Um, I know everybody hate the hate Tom Brady and shit, but Tom is my quarterback, yeah. Listen, yeah. dog. I'm gonna tell you this: how I tell you for as being a Ravens fan, if he was if he had played for any other team before or got drafted somewhere else, Chicago, somewhere else, but but the fact that he played for phony ass New England and they did some fuck shit with us, it's forever fuck Tom Brady. Forever fuck there. Tom Brady. You sound like every you sound like every goddamn Ravens fan I know. Hey, look, no real shit, though. I love y'all. Y'all be safe. Have a good weekend. Uh, don't do nothing I wouldn't do. Mike, I don't get to hear you uh, let, let every voice sing, lift every something, <laughs> let the light and shit like that. So uh, I'll catch y'all later. All right, bro. All Adios. Right, All right. <laughs>
So you are tuned into the Cooling the Gang show live every Friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Periscope, Twitch, um, Blockworks TV is how you can find us. Um, our brother is here, Ike. Oh, uh, Ike. Got his stogie, got his, got his ambiance, got his scenery. What's on your mind, brother? Yeah, this is your fault, yo. I was thinking about this <laughs> while I was walking out the house, you know, because I'm living out of a box right now since I'm going to move. And I'm like, you know what? That goddamn coolie had that goddamn cigar, and I ain't had one in like two weeks because I've been chilling. I'm gonna bring my own on today. How about that? <laughs> but no, it's not much on my mind, you know. Besides the fact that, um, with my current company where I'm at, we up here trying to hire for a role that's duplicate of what I do, and it's and it's hard because, uh, hopefully HR ain't ain't seeing this and they ain't gonna see it. But they're trying to be diverse. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and it's ha- they having a hard time finding that diversity. Mm-hmm. You see, what I'm saying now. Granted, I'm black. My other team member is black, but they just trying to pull in on more. And their question was, Isaiah, what is the issue? And I'm like, Yo, we don't have enough qualified people. And that brings me to something I saw on Instagram and social media, probably like three weeks back, where the Wells Fargo president said something along the line. I might have said it before. Well, he said, hey, it's not enough qualified people out there for Yeah, I saw that. And, yeah, and a lot of people got so much in the damn uproar. I never said anything about it, but you probably hear me now. He's right. Because what, it, what people probably thought about was, like, when you go into a bank, right, you look at, you see the black tellers, right? You see the person that might do some home loans are black. But when you talk about financial services, like what I do, retirement planning, insurance, well, not even insurance, because you we, Primerica. I don't even know why I'm saying that name, but you know where a lot of us are, and that's in insurance. But as far as doing what I do, it's not a lot. So they had asked me, like, what do you think would draw people in to try to do it? And I'm like, man, this shit is hard. You know, it's like doctors. It's like engineers. It's like lawyers. It's like fucking rocket scientists. It's not enough of us. You know what I mean? And I say that just to say, to anybody out there listening, they got some young people out there and everything, and I know they've done it inadvertently. The kid might say they want to do something and it might be hard. Yo, please encourage them to go ahead and chase that dream or to go hard and to take on that challenge and not back down on that. Yes, this business is lucrative if you play it right, but I think any business, if you play it right, it can be lucrative. It's just about the person. But, yo, if you got somebody, you got a young kid or somebody that's interested in finance, and I'm not talking about like 25, 30, my age, 16, 14, 13, and you want to get them out here into the finance world and start molding them or they, they, they you, you see they got a, a knack for numbers, yo, send them my way. Send me an inbox, especially they local or whatever, man. And if they need a mentor to help guide them as to which way they come from, because I don't give a shit if you, if they can't, you know, hey, I'm from Baltimore, I'm, as we know, I'm from Beemore. I'm from Emerson and Monroe all the roughest neighborhoods. So you can't tell me it's your environment that won't allow you to go do something um, in this field to take it on. But if y'all know anybody that's a youngin' that's thinking about finance or they got a thing where they always talk about money, yo, send them my way, man, because I said I, I got to fulfill my promise that I said once I get designated that I needed to bring some more young people on or people who wanted to get in this game a little bit more so that we can kind of change this game up a little bit more. Now, it ain't going to happen overnight. You ain't going to take over um colonizers systems by one or two people but if i got a whole team of 10 people and we spread out and everything where it's like a little network 
you know, who knows what's going to happen, man. But, you know, I definitely say that. And then just on another tip, man, it's fourth quarter. We officially in the fourth quarter. Um, if you ain't hit your goals, you better get up off your ass now. Mm-hmm. And when I say goals by your budgets, your savings techniques, because I was on an investment call with our um, investment teams. And when I talk about y'all think I know some shit, these dudes, I'm sitting there like, what you say? Like, oh, OK. Like y'all, they are what we call CFAs. And they, they basically are financial analysts. These are the guys that literally look at companies' books and come up with the stock prices to an extent. But they were just put, giving us some heads up along the lines of, you know, one with this election, and we t- touched on it last week, mm-hmm. one with this election, the markets, the economy, is everything is going to get a hit, regardless of what's going to happen. So I say that to say, brace yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For the good and the bad. And I, and I say the good because, hey, things still might go right. The bad being, as we all see, especially like as I'm sitting down here at Fells Point and, they, and I see they got heaters out and everything like that, I don't think too many people are going to be wanting to hang out when it's 30 degrees yeah. in November and December. And if, if, if you got common sense, not even financial sense, but common sense, that'll tell you if outside ain't open and these businesses ain't making no money, you know what's about to happen. Yeah. So if you or family members you know that in any industry that's um, greatly impacted travel, uh, leisure, uh, bars, wherever, or anywhere where you face some type of strong economic impact, yo, start stacking y'all coins, yo. I'm not saying this on no scare tactic. I'm saying this on a prepare tactic. You see what I'm saying? Because you got to save your paper for whatever happens, what's going to come. But the call we had today was really like, oh, damn, I didn't look at that number. For instance, unemployment. Yo, unemployment is sitting at 7.5%, dog. Give y'all an idea. We have been averaging for the past eight years, and even when Obama was in office, a 3.6% unemployment rate. So if that number don't, if you don't understand what that number means, that means that it's, the unemployment rate has doubled, Right. But that's not including the people because how they get the unemployment number is they send out a survey. Are you working? It's so many people that ain't filling it out because they not trying to get back in the job market. So in reality, the unemployment rate is probably around 10, 11 percent. And we and if you know what that means, 10 percent of Americans. G. So. I say that again. And y'all think I'm preaching to y'all sounding like y'all daddy or something, but I'm going to be your financial daddy right now. Hey. <laughs> You better stack your that goddamn coins and don't and if and and and, and, and remember I, I didn't said this since I've been coming on. Come December, I don't want to be crying, hearing you crying about you can't get your babies no Christmas gift because you ain't know this was coming. Because I told you, I'm they telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, man, stack y'all bread. You know this whole going out and spending on the bags and enjoying because you got a gig, yo. Fuck it, don't trust that shit, dog. Stack your coins, especially this quarter. This election is probably going to be the most election, most critical election that's going to affect everybody's pocket in a long time. You know what I mean? And I'm giving it, like I said, I'm giving that to y'all from Ike's point of view, from just looking at it and really seeing how it's happening. Stack your bridge, G. So that's what I got. We got to say, a couple man. questions. So NJ Rich says, "What kind of uh, what kind of degrees, if any, would someone need to have?" Oh no, no, no. I'm <laughs> sorry. Let me bounce. He had a question before. He said, "Ike, what skills?" But someone need to do what you do? For first, sales. You got to be able to sell. And and really, you got to have a personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because 
I mean, Mike, y'all, Shannon, y'all know, but besides us being friends, y'all know when I talked to y'all, it was a personality. I wasn't a robot when I came in there and talked to you. Hey, you have this and you should do this and you should do this. Nah. You want to be personable, for sure. Right. Just like how I'm talking to y'all, this is how I talk to my clients. And this is why a lot of them are like, yo, we love you because you keep it a buck. I'm like, yeah, because at the end of the day, if y'all do good, I do good. Right. (laughs) I ain't even going front on y'all. But skills, personality, you definitely got to be computer savvy. You have to be a go-getter. You got to be a go-getter. You got to be somebody that goes above and beyond of not just knowing the surface on books, but like, I mean, I sit and watch every morning at 8 o'clock, 8.20 and 8.50. I look at the opening bell on CNBC's, uh, CNBC Fox to get all aspects of all financial places that are coming so that I can see all points of views of what's going on. And then all of them have different type of analysts. Um, Go getter. You ain't got to be the smartest cat in the room. I tell you that now because I'm a C student. I tell I keep it a buck with you. I'm a C student. But I know enough where I'm going to dance circles around most people when I get in that room and I got to present and sell to you. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And then, of course, it's the licenses. Um, in the securities industry, it's over 34 different licenses. Like for me, I'm, I have the 7, 6, 63, 65, 66, 24, life and health, and I got my CHFC. That's why that stack of goddamn books I posted, I'm like, damn, yo, I really did that. You know what I mean? Not the... You know, he tried to say be humble, but as my sister told me, like, boy, you better brush your shoulder because I did that. But you got to go out there, get them licenses, so that way you're marketable to people who want to do business with you, for one. Because if you ain't got them licenses or you don't got the certifications, most of the time you're not going to succeed. Um, most places are requiring a bachelor's degree now. Um, you don't really got to get, like, an MBA or nothing like that to be honest, unless you're trying to go into management, like upper management, like the CFO, CF, you know, the CEO, but somebody like me, I, I don't want to manage other people because ironically, well, besides CEOs and the big dogs, you still make more money than the average mid-level manager. So, but, you know, that's some of the qualifications you got to probably go for. Well, Aunt Anna also said, she says, I have some, I will take your word. All my kids come from hard backgrounds and have been rejected from school after school. They definitely can use a good role model and mentor. And yeah, then send them my the, way, the even if it's a message. Amen, Ike. Yeah, yeah. Even if, even if they just need some direction as to which way, because we see this. That's just like what's going on in Baltimore now, man, with the damn bus drivers and a couple people, you know, just the murders here, man. It's like people people feeling hopeless, like, because we come from Baltimore, even like with the Charm City movie, people feeling like it's misrepresenting and all that. I'm like, man, y'all looking at the negative of every goddamn Hold up. thing. Hold on, because I want, I want to talk to you about that. Are, are you, oh. you know you're hanging out, because Larry is here. Oh, Larry here? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm hanging out, man. I'm going to hang out. I'm down here chilling. Until, all right, well, let's, the let's welcome our guest, uh, Larry, what up? And I had some intro. Let me see if I can get my intro in here. If we're going to do a Baltimore style tonight, we might as well do it right. You can't. Larry! What up? <laughs> What's up, What up, Ike? What's going on with you? Yeah, bro. What's up, Ike? Ain't too much, my, good, my, my man. How are you? Man, I'm cool and cool, bro. Larry, yeah, and welcome right. to the Cooling the Gang Show. We appreciate you taking this time tonight to... um come and kick it with a bunch of the, the craziness and the foolishness that we call the show. Oh, um, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> so, um, man, so I'm re- I, I've been following you on Instagram quietly, and, and this is crazy because I seem like a stalker when I tell guests this, but I follow a lot of people quietly, 
you know, okay. I like my pictures and I keep it moving. I've been following you for a while. Um, and I think I started following you through D-Boy. Okay. It was somehow, it was a tag, it was something, and then I started following Larry. So now right. I'm watching Larry. Um, Cause I've been keeping up with D-Boy for a long time um, when we, he was like one of the first interviews I ever did way a long time ago. But, okay. So that's how I started following you quietly, liking, you know, shared things here and there. And then um, I picked up on the documentary and I'm okay. just like, I don't even know why we waited this long to even have you on the show because you've been <laughs> doing your thing. Quiet. You've been moving quietly for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, I have, man. Um, I started doing a documentary in uh, 2018. Mm. Um, I actually was to segue, but I actually had just came off working off um, Charm City, the, the movie that's just launched yesterday. Okay. And um, I, I did some production work on that, you know, being on set, kind of got my mojo back. As soon as I got off that, I started shooting the documentary, you know, and the, the documentary basically goes from 1988 to 2020. Ooh, I, and those, I, I, that's, a, that's a good wide <laughs> range of changes in Baltimore musically, like just like that. Yeah, it's like three it generations. Changing. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, but the, the what took me by surprise was. Nobody jumps in and wants to do it. I don't think people realize documentary is not like shooting a movie or a quick documentary nah. is a serious business. Like they take work. Yeah, they take work. You know, you really got to dig into. I had to do my research. Then I had to contact the people. I mean, like, to be real honest, I ain't had no big production team. It was just me and my camera guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I got all these these interviews and sit downs based off relationships. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like I had to go through somebody to get the interview. It was like, yo, I'm calling them directly. Letting them know what I'm doing, and they like, yeah, let's get it done. I got everybody from, you know, Kevin Lyles, Makiba Riddick, Tim Trees, Bossman, uh, you know, just everybody from, you know, that was that was making sounds back then. And you know, once the internet hit and everything switched, it's like a lot of people forgot about that that history, and we can't forget about that history, man. But what I believe, and what I didn't know, people don't realize, you started off like you were like. Back in the day when we used to go, you were dancing. Like you were on this one, clear the floor. It, all right, the R&B and hip hop over. All right, clear the goddamn floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I'm showtime. In, I'm in a club, you know what I'm saying? On Fridays, I'm, I'm in a club. We go there at 12, I'm in there at 6 o'clock. You know what I mean? I'm dancing, man, my crew. I was one of the guys that, you know, a lot of guys didn't really want to dance. You know what I'm saying? We just said, forget it. We we were dancers and we saw that it got us girls, it got us in a club, you know what I mean? We ain't had to pay for nothing. And then all of a sudden, everybody want to be dancers. You want to show that you could dance. But it was a it's a passion of mine. You know what I'm saying? It's something that like it just comes naturally for me. And you know, it was just something I love to do. And it it got me it was my entry level, if I would say, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not where I wanted to stop it that was the entry level you know what i'm saying like i'm still growing i'm still building but dance was that thing that said oh yo he got a talent but they understand it was more than just the talent you know what i mean so and that's what we were talking about like before you came on we started reminiscing a little bit and i was um i was telling mac i was saying you know i i am from and like what i'm doing now like i'm from that um that um, unruly office over on, off of Maryland Avenue. Back yeah, I was right down the hall with uh, you see that? Wayne and Don P and them. You know, you, I was down you there. You see now. that right there? Yes, sir. See, I, I witnessed <laughs> that. Like, um, 
uh, quick in the office and um, yeah. he, he did Will Rock. I haven't seen Will Rock in a while. Yeah, Will Rock. Like I, I was down there and got to like be and see some of that the uh, record pool meetings. Like yeah, ain't no more record pool meetings down there. Nah, it's not. So nope. you know, coming from that and like and just seeing that evolution and you just never know like who's around, who's down there because everybody was just moving and doing something. Mm-hmm. So that that elevation. It's a whole lot of things I want to I want to talk about. Let's go. And, and I'm mad that I'm mad that we I, I didn't make give us more time on this, but especially when it comes to Baltimore hip hop, I am a fan of Baltimore hip hop. No matter if it was, um, like you said, like when Pork Chop used to rap or Dio, no matter if it was then, or if we talking about Moose or Tech or mm-hmm. uh, anybody or D Boy, anybody today. Like I've been a fan of Baltimore hip hop over the years. Exactly. That's and how I am. Changed. Yeah. That's exactly how I am. But why? We got Drew Hill. They 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 reached the mountaintop. Um, B. Rich came in. He he did his steps. Young Lee came in. He did his steps. Hip hop, no matter what, has never we've never reached that mountaintop in hip hop. We've had guys get through that door and make the move. But why have we not reached the mountaintop as far as hip hop? Do you think is concerned? So so let me explain. I, well, from my perspective and just being with an artist that probably got the furthest. It's the back end. It's the behind the scenes stuff that come along with it. You know what I'm saying? The business. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like I was out on tour with Los, man. I was Los road manager, hype man. I did over a hundred shows with him. You know what and I'm saying? Give me forgetting about Los. 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 You get with Diddy. You got to say he. He maybe he maybe he was the one to hit the mountaintop for the. No, that, was, that wasn't. That wasn't. He supposed to have been the one to hit the mountaintop. Right. You get what I'm saying? But you got to yeah. remember, like those same steps that get you there. You gotta have them along the way, the, the the whole journey. You know what I mean? You can't you can't get a deal that then change up and get a different DJ where DJ drama broke your record. You know what I'm saying? You can't do stuff like that. You gotta keep those same people along the way. Like I'm I'm playing two roles. I'm hype man and role manager. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's like I feel like with Baltimore and the industry, there was no industry. Niggas was out here. This was a hustle for niggas. Music wasn't a business for people. It was a hustle. You know what I'm saying? You got the OGs that, you know, they did what they did and they often gone to other places in the world. Mm-hmm. When you come to Baltimore and the music and the scene here, it's like everybody, like we like, they like rebels. You know, they, oh, let me get this beat real quick off of YouTube. Let me go record it. Let me see if I can get it on the radio. And they think, boom, you're going to become a star. Nah, it's a whole lot of shit that go on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't, you know, get to see. And, and that's where... One of the reasons why I came back to Baltimore, that's one of the reasons why I'm pushing this documentary. It's, it's basically telling the sto- those stories. You know what I'm saying? I went and sat down and talked to not just the boss man's the Tim Trees. I got uh, Creek Boys. Yeah, D. I got alternative artists. You know what I'm saying? I got DJs. Like, it wasn't just about music. I got clothing designers. You know what I'm saying? These were people that I had a chance to actually touch and work with along this journey. You know what I mean? So I went and sat and talked to them. But the reason... The, with the, the the concept of the documentary came basically like this. I was on tour with Los, and I started getting a lot of accolades. People would come up to me like, "Man, you the dopest hype man alive. You dope hype alive." I'm like, "Nah, it's more than hype." And when I meant that, I'm like, "Look, I do a lot of the business behind the scenes that y'all don't see. You know what I mean?" So I sacrificed and said, "You know what? I'm done with that hype man and road manager stuff." Came back to Baltimore in 2015 and started my own company, The Break Media. And started doing marketing and media, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So somebody in the room had just asked, "What's the name of the documentary?" Uh, Anna, it's um more than hype documentary. Um, yep, more than hype. 
It's still in production, but um, we've shared some clips of it. Um, Larry's put out some good clip. Like uh, there's a five minute clip and then there's a nice 10 minute clip. Yeah, I did a five minute 10. Yeah. And they regularly, they actually pissed me off because now I'm like, <laughs> like, like, like yeah. I'm getting into it. And I'm like, like, cause you start, if you, if you hung out in Baltimore and if you came up, like it gives you that feeling. And even if you're uh, newer, like more to the 2000s, like you, you feel it like, and you reminisce, like you see Swift and like, it's just so much, in, like so much power in it. Like, shit. Yeah, people, people ask me, yo, how did you do this? I've been documenting stuff way back then. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of this, I got tapes with Swift in them from 2008. You know what I mean? So like, it just, it made sense for me to put it all together. Kind of, I'm, I'm trying to bridge the gap from generations. You know what I mean? Because if we're trying to build an industry here, the, the industry here has to work together. The old, mm -hmm. the new, the young, the new, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got to work together for it to make it happen. So you kept, you mentioned D-Boy. Well, I took D-Boy over to Unruly to get, you know, pushed with that single. You know what I mean? A lot of people were like, yo, you 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 put D-Boy on, he old as shit. I don't care. That man make good music and he good music. Music. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm about. If you make good music and, and you know how to push, I'm about that. That's what I'm about. So how do you think, um, like, like we just mentioned Swift, God bless. Um, Swift passed at a time when there was an upward trajectory. Yeah. So how, and you were actually working with Swift at a part of her label. Yeah. So did, did is that, you think that's a part of the stutter step that we may have had, like as, as, in, as far as the music industry is concerned? All right, you'd be the first one probably to get this, y'all is. But when, when that situation happened, Sean Caesar was getting sued. Unruly Records basically got sued. He shut down Unruly Records. Mm -hmm. There was no more. Everybody that you mentioned in the beginning, the Will Rocks, all those guys, of course, quick they get fired because he he got his own brand. But a lot of the people got laid off. Unruly Records shut down. Sean was getting he was getting sued. I promise you, at least for seven years in a row, he was getting sued. And then I, I just felt in my heart that I needed to mend that relationship between his mom and him. You know what I mean? So what ended up happening was, yeah, that's the reason. When Swift passed away, Unruly Records said, there's no more. And it was a 10-year 10, a 10 gap. You know what I mean? So you had, you got a 10-year gap and you got people like, yo, this is the sound from Baltimore, but where's the founders? Who's who's running this? Where's the industry here in Baltimore? I thought y'all said y'all had an industry. Not knowing behind the scenes, everything had got shut down. No music could be released. You know what I'm saying? None of the anything dealing with K Swift could couldn't be released. Like I said, he was getting uh sued and everything. And then eight years later, I got in touch with her mom and I managed that relationship. And she eventually dropped the charges, my brothers, and um they back on the same page. And after this more than hype documentary is out, I'm doing the Club Queen documentary. So that's basically what's going on. So Larry is in the background making things that do y'all realize what y'all witnessing tonight on the Cooling the Gang show? This is this is history. This is this is authenticity. Like this is a real brother out here making things happen. Like I think a lot of people think in order to be famous or successful, they gotta be and they gotta have a light shined on their ass all the time. Nah, they don't know, realize man. there's so many other things that you can do. Yeah. And Mike, let me let me say this, man. And, and Larry, this will probably be the first time I say it, but Mike, you say it all the time about giving people their flowers and all that. But yo, every time I seen seen you out, Larry, 
from the five seasons, real Baltimore <laughs> hip hop know about the five seasons <laughs> right. and everything. Exactly. I always seen, yeah, you was dancing, but come off stage managing, right? Then right. when we was doing it, it's Baltimore, baby. You was doing stuff, then doing all scene. Then when I when I caught you down, um, the little hotel that's right off of 83 on President, you was working down there with Tierra Lanise and all them and everything. Right, right. And, I, and then I catch you down there. I'm on my way to work coming back when they filming Charm City Kings. And I see this brother with like wires everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> mic boxes. And I was like, yo, and, and, and I stopped and looked around. And I said, I heard the dirt bikes and I was like, my brother working. And I remember telling her, bro, I said, yo, you always got your hands in something. And I always yeah. respect a brother that grinds and yeah, does man. that and takes the credit when 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 people do stuff like how you saying, it's not always the person in the front no. that's the most powerful. Right. It's that dude in the background. So bro, I salute you for everything you do in the city. I didn't seen the work. So you oh, know right. I, I appreciate know. you. I, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, right. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I thought I cut somebody else off that had some. <laughs> Thought I did. So let's um like we we opened up and we were talking about um we talked that we all we watched well all of us didn't do our homework and watch Charm City Kings but the wife and I sat <laughs> right and, we sat and had our popcorn we watched Charm City Kings last popcorn. night no okay we, didn't. <laughs> we had pizza we had pizza yes we had pizza we had our because we in North Carolina we don't got chicken boxes no more and, you know you, 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 you what part of North Carolina Raleigh. Man, that's where I'm from. Y'all ain't even know that. Oh, you didn't. That's, I don't that's, think you put that that's in the curveball real quick. <laughs> curveball. I, I read it and it wasn't in his bio. I, exactly, because I ain't put it in there. But here you go with the curveball. <laughs> this is the curveball I wanted to switch. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? I do so much for the city. Guess what? But I'm not even really from the city. It's mm. not about the city. It's about the culture. You mm. know what I'm saying? It's about the culture. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, born at Wake County Hospital. And Wake County, boy, we on we we know a lot about Wake County. My sister lives down there right now. My girlfriend is down there right now. My mother-in-law is down there right now. Well, all that means is the next time like, we can actually <laughs> have you in the studio, we can actually have you. Because I seen I seen I seen a tag on one of the pages. I said, "Yo, they in North Carolina." That's yeah, we've been down here. Well, we've been down here uh, three years. Three years, yeah. going on That's four dope. years. Made yeah. the move, you know. It was. Took a couple punches, but we we made the move. No family, just us. Brought the kids. Yeah, and we just, we yeah. just did it. Raleigh, not a bad town. It's it's it's, it's nice. It's cool. Yeah, it's really it's chill. Definitely cool. But um, so so let's 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 pick it like hip hop. So like you said, the culture. So mm -hmm. you've seen how music has changed. Um, yeah, you've been around all different types of artists. So so what is your you know perspective on hip hop right now? Um. I don't even think I got a perspective. I think I just want Baltimore artists to catch on to our sound and like just take a place in the game. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like I don't really, really much study other artists. You know what I'm saying? I got a, a, a phone full of beats. I'll be sending out the artists, concepts and ideas over, you know, our, our sounds. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's, a, it's about time, but first and foremost, the business got to be together before anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and now you don't really need a label. You know what I'm saying? As far as the, the, the music game, you don't need a label. You just need a budget, a marketing budget. You, you know what I mean? You need to be able to push that record. Set up. Right, the yeah. way the is set up. It make, it, do you think it, it makes it easier for artists these days? In a yeah, way? if they- if, Is it if easier they, or harder? I would say it'd be, it would be easier, but you gotta know the business. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's sort of like a book. 
You know what I mean? Like the book is there with all the information, but are you going to read it? You know what I mean? The internet is there, but do people go read and say, oh, yo, I can go to this. I can go to United Masters. I can upload my stuff on TuneCore. You know what I mean? I can get, I can take this money, a thousand dollars and put into marketing and Facebook and Instagram. You know what I mean? Like they don't be thinking like that. You know what I mean? Like what you need a label for? I can get a website built and have all my transactions go back to my website. What do you need a label for? Oh, because y'all want a million. You want a million. Yeah, because you want a million dollars right now. <laughs> Not knowing you're going to be a million dollars in debt before you get a million dollars. And that's about it, knowing the, knowing the business. Like, yeah. signing all that paperwork and then you looking for your payment and they reading down the list of everything that they had to pay for that you got mm-hmm. to pay back. Exactly. You're like, hold up. Why y'all, y- y- y'all got paid for me eating? Yeah, nigga, we gave you the money to eat that. You know what I mean? That comes back. Recoup. You know, all that studio time when you was taking your time and you were just chilling. Yeah, you spent two hundred and fifty thousand in studio time. You know what I mean? Nigga be looking like what the f-? you know what I mean? But yeah, because you ain't keeping the ledger. You know what I mean? Because you don't know the business. You think you get into the game and them people supposed to be taking care of you the whole time? They trying to get over on you, buddy. You know what I mean? If you don't so, got no solid people in your corner from the beginning. That's it. So what does so the break agency? So what do you do at the break? So basically, I started to break off as a marketing agency where mm-hmm. I was just, you know, getting artists and helping them with different marketing situations. But then in the last three years, I started doing a lot of media videos, commercials, PSAs, and I basically just converted over to a media company. So I do everything from documentaries, commercials, videos, but I still do the marketing side with that. You know what I mean? Graduate of Morgan State. Yes, sir. <laughs> I went to Morgan. I went to Morgan for a long, long, long time. Long okay. Time <laughs> yeah. I came out in 06. She I came vi- out in 06. She was visiting. I graduated high school in 97 and go back to college to 2001. But you went back. Yep. Oh, yeah, I went back. There you go. Yeah, yeah I went back. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you, I'm sure you got to check out Charm City Kings. Yeah, I did. How did you yep. feel about the finished product? Um, I gave I gave it an eight out of ten. It was a great film, but I feel like the main character should have been. Ah, come on, baby. <laughs> Hello, say hi. Come on, come on. You want to say hi? Cause you they, they hear you. Look, look. I'm on daddy duty because all the parent, the mom, hey. and the aunt, they are in North Carolina. <laughs> Everybody left me and went to North Carolina. <laughs> but um i gave it an eight out of ten i feel like the lead actor should have been the kid with the dreads um i feel like the kid that was the lead he um he couldn't catch on to the dialect good enough and i think he was trying a little too hard yeah um as far as the soundtrack and music i think they could have you know went into some some other artists from here they gave you know one guy opportunity jay oliver you know, he got a song on that was Sleepy, but I, I actually submitted some music and they told me Swiss Beats was the music director, but it didn't sound like nothing Swiss Beats would put together. Mm-hmm. That that so. that part of it, and Daddy. we didn't discuss that, Mac, that disappointed. I, I expected with all the music that we have here, whether it would have been from 88 or 2020, like right. we have enough music here where that film could have been it would have just gave the film a whole nother tone. But, I, but, I agree. but you see, that's the, that's the, that's the other thing, man. It's sort of like, say for instance, 
every a lot of people don't know I be in a little bit of everything, right? Mm. But if if you cool with me, I'm gonna make sure you know about that. So producers, you be cool with me when it's time to submit music for stuff. I can I can vouch for you, but I'm not just doing it because that's yo that be making the music. Mm. No, I done I done made those mistakes before. You know what I mean? Like you like this ain't about just helping people out when you get to a certain level. You gotta make sure you make it. You looking out for yourself. So you can look out for everybody, you know what I mean? But if you're just giving everything away, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Like I'll be looking in, in a sense, like, all right, I work, I do, I work in the movies, I work in film, video. I mean, I'm in a little bit of everything, but my agency was based just around it. You know what I'm saying? My agency was like, all right, you come over to my agency, you sign with me, my network becomes your network. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody that I know, any resource I go, you want to get on radio, cool. You need a thousand shirts, cool. You know what I mean? You want to take a tour. Cool. You know what I mean? My network is your network. That's what the agency was. That's what it's for, basically. You know what I mean? But I just converted over to doing more media lately because a lot of people don't understand that. If I'm if I'm if I'm allowing you to buy to my network, that's like me buying it to stock. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, yo, I'm allowing you to buy to this stock right here because we we the value of it is going to go up heavy. You know, you get in here and you learn this stuff and then you can become your own brand. My, the motto I went by was build, brand, become. You know what I'm saying? You build, you brand, and then you become. And so the break part of what, of it was basically like, you know, on the, uh, on the pool table, the last bar is the eight bar. So basically when you come over to the break, we help you eliminate all the other bars on the table so you can get a perfect shot. So that's basically the whole wrap up of the break, uh, build, brand, become, you know, more than hype started off as a hashtag. You know, I'm on tour and that was a hashtag. I just kept hashtagging it, hashtagging it, came back to Baltimore, moved in a new office space. It was four years later after I started the hashtag, moved in the office space. My next door neighbor was a videographer. Two two days later, we ended up shooting. You know what I mean? So it was, you know, it was it it happened so quick. It happened, it happened so quick, but I've been thinking about it so long. If if y'all, if y'all kind of understand what I'm saying, like I hashtagged it in, in four years prior, and then I shot it in 90 days. It, it was just crazy. So. so where did the what up come from? That was, um, <laughs> shoot, Los, actually. Um, it was more so like every time somebody see me, they, like Ike was saying, I'm always doing something. You know what I mean? And it became like when people start saying my name, they just added the what up woman and it just it just stuck. And one day Los was like, yo, you should make that your name, yo, Larry, what up? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, I was like, shit, people saying it already. That's what it is. <laughs> so are you looking to like getting into like making movies and stuff like that in Baltimore? Yeah, I want to do I want to do more documentary style stuff though. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 uh like they were saying earlier, I, I started off as a dancer, you know what I mean? I ain't even touched that culture yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I done jumped all Somebody way into hip hop and that. music. Yeah, but I'm going back to that too. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of a lot of stuff in that culture. I just want to do film to be real honest. Just dope law films, you know what I'm saying? And get government grants and you know, go to different cities. But the concept for more than hype, I really want to take it to different cities. I'm gonna do a three-part series with the more than hype for Baltimore. But I, my, my plan is to roll it out to more than hype DC, more than hype Philly, more than hype VA. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it's a person like me in every city that can relate to all those guys and those music that can bring a story together just like this one. Just so that's like, what I want. Yeah, I just, like, just how it hits with us. Go ahead, Matt. 
No, no, I'm good. Oh, yeah. Just nah, like, oh, go ahead, Ike. I'm sorry. No, nah, I was just going to say, if you're going to do that, like, or whoever doing it, just, yeah, definitely, because people people underestimate the Be More culture, you know, the, from hip-hop to the dancers, because I ain't even going to front. Being as big as I am, I be wanting to go over there and dance with <laughs> right. you know, my people and all that. Right. But I'm like, yo, I'm going to break my ankles if I do the cherry But say, like you got to look, <laughs> I'll be in the gym. I've been in the gym all my life. I'm I'm not the average dancer. You know what right, I'm saying? Like, right. I be in the gym. I work out, you know what I mean? But it ain't, I don't care what a person think, what they say, how they feel. Like, it's a it's a, it's a feeling inside of me when I do that shit. That makes me yeah, happy. Yeah, you still get it in the Man, I bust a nigga ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way, I'm way better now. I smoke ganja. You know what I mean? I'm way better now. Like, you know what I'm so, saying? Like, so, well, I read in your bio too that like you was in the um, dance group and all. Mm-hmm. Now, like we're doing bad. I remember like the groups like the Mighty Nicky's and yeah. dance groups like that. Now, mm-hmm. have you ever gone like, um, like battle like other groups like that? Man, I battle every Friday at the Paradox. Paradox. Every Friday. Paradox. Every Friday. Oh, now we're going to bring that up. You know what I'm saying? Like, every Friday. That's what it was. I used to have people pay and bet on me. That was my thing. Like, dance. People thought I was going to be a dancer. That's what they thought. Yeah. I, like I said, that was just a segue. I remember it was y'all at 611 because my cousin in there, you know, pork chop and all yep. that. I used uh-huh. to love watching them battles because I sit there and I'd be like, boy, if I could dance, I light all of them up because I, <laughs> but since I can't, they all right. They do, they do their thing. Man, you so. should have came over there, and rocked off, and you'd have just been a tall nigga that could dance. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. You, you'd have been yeah. cool as shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Bro. You went to the stock market. It's all good. You know, we need hey, that Yeah, more. I got got go where we at. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, it's um, and and that's another thing. Like you get to talking about the paradox. Um, you know, like uh, Max said, um, we had twisters. We had um, the five seasons. We had mm-hmm. um, the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. The you break. Need to do a documentary. Oh, no. You need to do a documentary on them big ass bouncers that was using mm. our head to open them doors. Man, I about the club. <laughs> what? I experienced that one time. I was so upset, bro. I'm trying to take up for somebody else. He ain't, somebody pushed his girlfriend. He ain't even do nothing to the, the nigga that pushed his girlfriend. I take up for him. I get thrown out the club by the bounces. Knots in my head everywhere. I like, we, we were all Jazzy Jeff during Jazzy Jeff's time. Like, we all got – I know I got Jazzy Jeffed out the club at least Man. twice. At least twice. <laughs> So in the room, uh, Brandon says, I remember Larry was with Wayne and Tim Calisthenics. Nothing but love, Larry. Oh, yeah. What up, fellas? What's going on, man? Yeah, uh, that was that was that was another movement. NJ Rich says, so how do you how do you what is that? I think he's trying to figure out how do we get oh, how, how Larry, do we get okay. your your name, Larry What Up's name and information out to teach other people about the business? Like I guess people. So are, are you interested? teaching or are you you running a bit? Are you are you giving lessons or you, you want artists to come somewhat prepared? So the ultimately, just how he just said it, though ultimately I'm gonna start a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To that funnels this because like I said, when you when you're in a business, you start saying like these guys and girls, they don't really have the money that it really takes, you know what I'm saying? And then they get to a point where they gotta stop. But if I can find federal gov- funding that could, you know, fund a program that helps with this stuff then you know yeah but right now i run a business you know what i'm saying and 
I'm actually this would be the first time I has been told, but I'm actually a subsidiary under Unruly Records. So the Break okay. Media is under Unruly Records. Yep. There you go. And, and you I'm just, the CEO. And Larry is um like I said, we we share everything. Um, you can find him on Instagram, Larry. What up? Just like you see it right now on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, at uh, the Break, which is B R eight. E-A-K. E-A-K. Yep. And then from the break, you can find everything. And you can also go to at more than hype dot. No, it's at more than hype, right? That's it. Yep, at more than hype. Yep. At more than hype, you can go there. That's pretty much when I went to at more than hype, you can find everything from there. Like you can find uh, the breaks page, you can find the break TV, you can find Larry, like <laughs> right there, the yeah. websites and everything. Larry, Larry's not new to this, he's true to this. You know yeah, man, I'm just working. I'm I got my head down just working, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate you for hitting me up and saying you want to do this, you know, like I'm working, I'm just working, you know. I'm I'm 90% done the documentary, so everybody know though, you know what I mean? My my thing is a lot of people ask me, yo, why you ain't put it out yet? Why you put it out? But y'all gotta remember, I shot this at the Charm City. Charm City was shot in 2018. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not a rush, it's part of the process. But I'm not putting it out. It's not going to YouTube, it's not going to Vimo, it's going to Netflix or Amazon Prime. Next That's what we're shooting for. Yeah, and y'all will be invited to the premiere. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's how we current it. You know what I mean? So, I got to yeah. ask you, bro, when it's going to be done? Because you know I got to see, because I know you got some dope material. So, yeah, you I, got, I'm you got a, a so date 2022? in 2022? Nah, so it's, like I said, I'm 90% done. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a special premiere where I invite guys like you, y'all, the show, to sc- the, the screen the first mm-hmm. 30 minutes. You know what I mean? But after that 30 minutes, we ain't saying the rest of it. The rest of it's going to a network. You know what I mean? But we gonna we gonna watch this 30 minutes and after this 30 <laughs> minutes, I'm gonna have all 30,000 people talking about it. The network gonna be like, yeah, we need it. You know what I mean? So so do you think like Charm City Kings came out on HBO Max? Everybody doesn't have HBO Max. Right. Do you think that's kind of like because we, we wanted to do well because if, if Charm City King does well, it does it's good for the city. Right. Um there were Baltimore faces in it. Uh, I saw uh, Chino. Chino did good. Chino I, I, did good. Chino did a good job, you know. Um, and then I was telling Mag another one that caught me by surprise was the Wheelie Queen. She's pretty yeah, she, funny. She, yeah, she's pretty funny. She like, is. She I, I, is. I can see her doing more and, and kind of making something from this. And I would see, like to see that. You know what it seemed like for me with her though? She was a not a she's not a spinoff of Snoop, but she's a more marketable Snoop. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And, and, she and, she was, and she was just being her, like you know, she, she was just being her. Being her. Like and, and to see them on set too, you know, you gotta remember this was new for them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so they they was very humble, you know what I'm saying, and appreciative. But they weren't act actors and actresses. Like Willie Queen, she did some other stuff, but as far as acting for a motion picture, this is a Sony picture, you know, Jada Pickett, Will Smith, Sony. You know what I mean? This this is huge, you know what I mean. And you giving these guys lead roles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the Baltimore people, they they carried it, they did their thing. You I know definitely what I mean? agree. I definitely agree. I mean, it was shot like it, it was good. Like you said, you gave it an eight. I only get I gave it a seven, and I only okay. gave it a seven because uh, we had uh Lewis Stansel on the acting coach from uh Yeah, from, yeah. Louis, he was out there the whole time. And Lewis told Lewis yeah. was like, you know, if if it's going to take over the wire. First, nothing's touching the wire to me. No, so I'm, he, I'm going no. in and looking like the wire. No. So, but, Baltimore forever will be the wire. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, we just got it. Like, that's going to be us forever until something tops it. But I do think, you know, it's honorable mention. Like, it, it should be watched right along with anything else out there at City. Yeah, because it's something different nobody has ever seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It does. You do get that action impact when, you know, at the Chino bust that window. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, to, to, it was on you know, after that. Yeah, if I, if I could, if I could, I could explain to y'all how that was going. He had three things following. He had an e-bike. He had the uh, the Mercedes Benz trucks following him, and then he had the drone in the air. So, like, to oh. really see that come to life and like to see it from the picture perspective, it was crazy, man. Like, it was crazy. Like, I- I've been waiting since 2018 to see what they was gonna do. This supposed to came out last year. COVID messed all this. Yeah. Up. Oh but yeah, that's what that's what looks. I feel, but I feel like you gotta remember we talking about Sony, Sony in Asia, they in Europe, they everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, as far as people seeing it. They gonna see it. It's like, all right, so what? You ain't go to the movie. The more people gonna want to see it as well. Yeah. Because I know as soon as I finished watching, I actually posted that I just watched it and how much that I thought it was a good watch and you should go see it. Because it was definitely worth sitting and watching. It's so funny, right? I I I posted the picture with the three uh the three kids probably like a year ago. You know what I mean? You know, a couple of people that knew that I was working on was cool with it. I posted it today. It's going. Everybody likes it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so like uh, you are know so funny. I how many people have set laid eyes on mm-hmm. it in twenty four hours, which is uh-huh. a good thing. Yeah. So that's why I say it's funny. With like when I saw you, because when I saw you, I don't know who it was, but um, I think you had a gray sweatsuit on it at at that time. And okay. I I, pur- I purposely drove up to the top of the Vada Vada up on Monroe. Oh wow! And he he left the cameraman. But he did a wheelie from all the way down there to the to, to MLK. And yeah. I think that's the thing that I think people when they watch this probably gotta remember, dog. It's like, yo, these boys represented Baltimore. To yo, the to the fullest. fullest. Yo. Let me let me plug and, my guys, man. Let me plug Willie Wayne. You get what I'm saying? Right like, with, yeah, let me plug Willie Wayne. Willie Wayne was the one that he basically consulted with all the other dirt bike riders, man. Like to be real honest, yo, them dudes was working. You add up 90 days times 450, okay? Some nice piece of change coming back after them 90 days, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then on top of that, look, you got cool with the stunts coordinator. I hope a lot of those guys that, that from Baltimore that worked on Chum City went down and worked on Bad Boys 2, if y'all know that. Oh, y'all, wow. If y'all don't, oh, yeah. yeah. Nigga, a lot of the guys is the stunt guys in Bad Boys 2. A lot of the dirt bike riders from here. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that That's one that just came back out. Cause Wayne is just a legend, dog. Like he, yeah, he came man. out with us when we did three hundred. When the, when we worked with the BCPD to bring out the dirt bike, yeah. and he, and he and it, I had a lot of respect for him when I watched him do from the top of Madison, mm-hmm. and he took it all the way to Johns Hopkins. If you're Yo, from Baltimore, you know how far that is, and he ain't stopped. And he was sitting there laughing on the phone while he was going. Yeah. I'm like, yo, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you know, that's crazy. Wayne, so if if you look at the story, Wayne is meek. All right. that's, Wayne what, that's what was telling us he was like it, it was based off of the 12 o'clock boys documentary. yeah yeah but Wayne couldn't be in a movie you know the police was messing with Wayne the whole time like he coming out to the set sometimes like he was messing with it just was going crazy I'm gonna tell you one of the slickest things I did though working on that two, before y'all get me off here I just want to share two things with y'all no you, y'all, you good bro you, if you got time we got we don't go off oh, I got fun. time Oh, so do y'all remember when he got time? He got, he I got time. It. I'm in here with my baby. Y'all remember when um 
when Meek got uh punked, he got punked on set. Did y'all hear about that? No, I think that Mm-mm. was an I didn't know what set it was, but I heard something about him being in Baltimore. Yeah, and it was a video. Somebody had a video too. No, th- yeah. So basically what happened was there was Charm City. Okay. So I'm and and Ike, check this out. Ike, the, the place that they shooting as the garage is Max Millie's old barbecue spot. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to tie it together for you so y'all can, so y'all know behind the scenes how I went. So what happened was I'm standing at the front gate doing my production assistant job. I'm, you know, greeting everybody coming in. Meet boy come past and he say, yo, he with me. As soon as the dude walked past, next thing I knew, I heard, yo, where Meek at, yo? Yo, Meek, you said you was going to sign me. What my, what my chain on my 360 deal? Yo, I should pop this nigga. And when I heard pop, I popped and basically went after him. Mm-hmm. And But when I went to go grab him, me and two other guys, which was the security, we threw him on a car. And before you know it, you hear names. Yo, it's a prank. It's a prank. I'm like, yo, we don't play like that in Baltimore, yeah, man. We, we, don't, no, like, no. we, we do not. And, and you got to think about it, yo. It's, if it's 150 people on set, it's 100 white people. No, no disrespect, but they were scared. Right. You know what I mean? So after that, me and them, they like, they think I'm security. Nigga, I work in production. <laughs> you know what I mean? They come, they're introducing their homies that's coming on set. Oh, yo, that's the ball. He had a security. Nah, nigga, I work in production. What <laughs> you talking about? Nigga, I helped shoot this shit. Nigga, you see me? Oh, you weren't looking at me at first until I, I, I did that. You know what I mean? And, and, and the next day, man, the next day, the whole set was just at a bad energy, a bad morale. So it was the last day of set. And... I guess they seen since I did that, the assistant director came over to me and gave me a bucket. He's like, Larry, you ain't got to do no work today. He said, all I want you to do is just go around and sell raffle tickets to everybody. So basically, at the end of the day, I go to different departments and I'm selling these, these tickets. At the end of the set, the department, you know, you dig in and pull a ticket mm-hmm. and whoever will get the name, that department wins that money. So I'm like, all right, cool, shit. I'm going around. I feel like I'm running for the mayor at this point. You know what I mean? I got the bucket getting big. Niggas like, yo, what you got? Oh, I got, it's about 1,500 in here right now. So I, I go to Meek. Meek drop 1,000 in there. Jada Pickett brother drop 1,000 in there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going, I'm going around. By the end of the night, they call me to the end of the set. He's like, like, bring the bucket up. I give it to the assistant director. He shake the bucket up. Now on this particular day, it's only five production assistants. When we down on when we was down on Monroe Street, we had mm-hmm. 25, 25 production assistants. <laughs> so think about the levels of how how things go. On that particular day, it was only five people. I gave him the bucket. He shook that motherfucking bucket up. He pulled PAs out, my nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was like the whole time I'm walking around here and I'm 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 getting people to put money in this bucket. I was able to get a piece of that afterwards, mm-hmm. right then and there. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that That's feeling was blessing. crazy. I'm like, yo, how did that <laughs> and I just got paid that Friday. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? I only had to split it with five people. I was like, yo, that was crazy. Well, that's, you know what I mean? that, that, that seems to just be the energy that you put out. Like it, it, it comes back. You know, the energy, the vibe, you know, like you you get back what you put out. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. 
And, and I, I learned that a long time ago, man. I'm like, yo, karma is a thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you you know, I, I look at all those people that I've worked with in the past and that people that I'm going to work in the present. It's just a seed that I'm planting. You know what I mean? I got to be the farmer. I got to fertilize the ground and make sure those plants grow. You know what I'm saying? Afterwards, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you can put a, a, put a seed in the ground and it don't grow. You know what I mean? But then at mm-hmm. sometimes you got, you, you can, you can nurture it a plant from afar, you know what I mean? And that's what I'll be doing, like, deep boy in, in Charlotte, but you see how we made things happen. I'm still connected with what he do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I look out for him, because we, we that's the seed I planted 10 years ago, you know what I mean? Like, any, you know when he was doing them, he had those those billboards? Yeah, that was me. I saw those. Yeah, that no. was me. I, I was a line producer on the campaign. I brought him in, you know what I mean? From University of Maryland. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was the one that gave him that situation, put him on the joints. I was the first one to put his records in DTLR. Like, but I don't be standing around bragging, and yo, this is what I do, I do. I just do it for the people that want me to do it. You know what I mean? That's, that, no. that's, that's your resume, and that's what you do. You make it happen. Larry, what yeah. up? Man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you all this, Always this. be the plug. Jeez. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, I'm going to Always was, be the plug. So there was, it, was a, it was a situation on, on set, right? where it was a gas leak and on on set they was going they had a certain time to finish this movie up you know what i'm saying sony was on the ass they was behind so one day we went out on monroe down there and it was a gas leak when we couldn't couldn't do nothing like we literally set we got there at six o'clock in the morning we set to four o'clock in the evening imagine how much money they losing on that so i i just was like damn i was cool with Pru at the time Oh, I, I, I called Prue up and told her and she pulled up on me and she walked the set and everybody like, yo, that nigga got the man with him. We walk in the <laughs> set. I'm introducing it to the director, this jaded brother and all that. She's like, Larry, I, I'll, she said, like, I'll write that letter for you. And, um, you know, let the people, I'll let the people from Sony know what happened. So y'all won't be penalized and boom, boom, boom. They looking at me like, yo, who the fuck is this nigga, man? Because I'm just working. I'm a production assistant. You know what I mean? Like, y'all got me as a production assistant. But guess what? I'm going to be the best production assistant. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't give a care what I'm, what I'm doing. It ain't about the job I'm doing. It's about who I am. You know what I mean? You make the best of what you do. And that's what I did, man. I got, I, I was hired to work three days on Charm City. I turned three days into three months. <laughs> That's, what you do. That's how you do it. You show up, yeah. you show out, yeah. and make that you make that name for you. Where by the time it was done, everybody knew who you were, and they gonna be calling you because you did what you were supposed to do. And That's so, and, yep. Yeah, you doing some dope shit out there, bro. Keep pushing the culture, man. Man, I'm, yo, bro, I'm just man. It's just it's it's just Emmy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't. It ain't no. It's just Emmy, man. I, I have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to. You know what I mean? Especially when you see so many people getting taken advantage of or making so many mistakes. You're like, come on, yo, you got to step up, yo. You know what I'm saying? And you got to get the other people like you to step up. Right. And that's just basically what yep. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You are tuned into the Cooling the Gang show live every Friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We have our guest here, Larry What Up of the Break Agency. Um, first of all, like if I list everything he does, like, look, <laughs> like the brother is, is solid. Um, you can find him on Instagram at Larry. What up? Um, just like you see it on the screen. 
Um, he is the driving force behind the documentary that is going to be released called the More Than Hype documentary, uh, which I can't wait. I, I wanted to see Charm City, and this is no like because you sitting here. I don't give. I would have said it right. No. I want to see this documentary because I was. This is the first time I can say I was there. And that's and, and a lot of people there. When, a lot of people when they when they see it, they be like, yo, that's gonna be dope. But they don't even really understand how dope. It's like Hell's Kitchen. Like I'm not doing interviews. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's really like I'm just checking in with guys. You know, I'm at studios, I'm at concerts, I'm at um my studio, I'm in office spaces. I went to certain people's hoods, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't just me being, you know, in the uh, interview style type of situation. So you go, it's going, it's a, it's a different vibe and shout, shout to my boy, Max, you know, uh, Wax, Wax, Waxo, the fool. Um, that's the, the shooter, the director, um, editor, um, man, it, it, it's going to be dope, bro. Like, um, imagine you build a baby and you want to see the baby, but it's like, all right, man, you got to wait to all the pieces together. <laughs> you got to wait that nine months. Yeah, yeah. Because right now, all you giving us is a bunch of goddamn sonograms in the street. I don't want no more sonograms. Yo, I don't want y'all to. I don't want y'all to think I ain't gonna have this baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 gonna push this motherfucker out. You get what I'm saying? I'm gonna push him out. Like we, we, when you know know the culture is 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 so it's it's so Mm -hmm. much. it, It means a lot more. It's you know more than it, yeah. And, and, and and you know, like for myself coming doing it, it's Baltimore baby doing a head nod. No, you know, rock call, calling Scar to be like, yo, do a do. I need to do this. Or Ogun, Boss Man, all them dudes and guess, all these cats. Guess who crazy. my first interview was with? Or my first sit down was with? Yep. <laughs> I figured that. I went with this. I went with Scar. I went to his and hood. They, I, I we got all went went to the dome. Like we got it in. Can I tell a Scar story real quick? Yeah. This is going to make me look like a Stan, but I'm really not. (laughs) um, People know I've had business, like I'm a trucking guy. Like I've had trucking businesses and last, my last go around with the trucking, I did it for 13 years with my pops. I went out on my own. It didn't go well. So when I, I got rid of my last truck, I started driving Uber and Lyft. That was the quickest money I ever made. I ain't to the day. I I got paid. Well, one day I picked up fucking Scar Akbar. And my wife (laughs) said, I'm a fucking Scar fan. Like I got mixed CDs and everything. (laughs) Scar got in the back of that Uber. So now I'm driving thinking, all right, how do I (laughs) say something to him and not sound like a goddamn nutball? I got to talking to him. I told him I was a fan. Next thing you know, this brother goes in his house, gets CDs for me signs them and brings them out and gives them to me. And that's when I said, Scar, ain't nobody ever gonna be able to say nothing bad about Scar Akbar yeah. ever to me in my life. Hell no. I'm a stand Yo, now. Like, what, Scar, what, what, what? <laughs> yo, but, let me yeah. tell you, yo, that he wanted them, like, it's like how we, how everybody was saying at the top, like where the Baltimore culture, like in my opinion, especially when I was knee deep in the music thing, Scar, Ogun, Real of Real, mm-hmm. all these other dudes, everybody that was out, even my man Al a great. I'm like, yo, Baltimore, like Shout Baltimore out, got some mm-hmm. Baltimore got some dudes that literally got studio industry ready shit mm-hmm. that should have been out. Cause I I, I I I took it to California, right? Scar, all them joints. Like when they did the compilations and all that and everything. Okay. I took that shit out to the military base. 
out in California, 29 Palms, and was rocking that. Gave it to my brother. He rocking while they doing PT. My brother called me, bro. I need you to mail me like 50 CDs. All the dudes said they're going to pay 10 to $15 for it. That's what I'm I saying. Come to, on. I sent it out, gave it back. I was like, yo, send it out. I said, hey, yo, take that, and, you know, we figure it out later. But, yo, I say that to say, yo, I wish I could go back in time and really tighten up the full, like how you saying, the business aspect yeah, of it, man. yo. Because yes. Baltimore got talent where I think they will shit on most of these cats that was out there then and right. out there now. Right. Like I don't right. care what nobody, like like Al Scar and all that. Like I always wanted to see an Al Scar, Ogun, all them on one. Like like um, what's that? Like like um, who's that? Um, um, uh, Fat Joe did it with the Tur Tur Squad when oh, he did that one sure. track where it was him, DMX, and all them cats on one track. Man, that shit would have went. Oh God, man. So yeah, come on with this documentary, dog. I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. <laughs> well, before we before we roll out, Larry, I I just want to say definitely um, I appreciate your time, brother, and um, it, it don't stop with uh, anything I've been doing just because we were having you on. Like I, I'm an Instagram guy. Like I I I get on, I share. I get alerts when certain things get posted so I can share them and make sure, you know, I stay true to my word and we appreciate you for coming out and let the people know how they can reach you one more time. Now y'all can follow me on uh, IG, Larry, what up? L-A-R-R-Y-W-H-D-D-U-P. Or can you, you can just uh, follow me on the website, www.thebraeak.com. And that's it. You know what I mean? That's where we at. Uh, Mac, any final words, brother? Yeah, first, I, yo, I'd like to shout you out, bro, because I always talk about believing in yourself and letting people know that there's more out here. But you, you find you find guests that's out here really doing the thing, you know. So it's like, go ahead, boo. It's proof. It's proof. <laughs> it's proof out here. Like it, it's more out here than what you have in front of you, what's yeah. in your neighborhood, and all. You just gotta get off yeah. your ass and want something and push for it. Exactly. And like I said, this sh this show shows it. This show shows it. I want to shout out Larry. What up, man? You doing your thing again, man? Keep pushing the culture. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, bro. We getting chills, bro. Getting chill bumps, man. <laughs> getting chill bumps, bro. Like that's crazy. I'm getting. Well, yeah, I'm getting them chills. Hold on, got a call. She got a call back. We still live. Right. She yeah, got called back. That's mommy. She got called back. But you know, one thing before I get off, I'm like. What 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 kind of happened though, man? Everybody woke up after I went and interviewed them. If y'all pay attention, uh, Tim Trees even put out another record. You know what I mean? Boss yeah, might start working more. Uh, uh, Scar Scar start working more. Like everybody start working more when I came down and sit and talk with them. It was it, it's amazing to see. Like, all right, we got some life back to the scene. You know what I mean? No, like, it, was, it was missing. It was going on down, and they need to bring it bring it back. Yeah, man. So. Keep pushing, keep pushing. Mike, any last words, my brother? Hey, man, all I'm going to say, Larry, man, is you keep doing what you've been doing. And the key word, as I've seen, and a lot of brothers that I see still doing it, consistency. Yeah. Keep with your consistency, bro. Keep with your grind, man. You, and, and, I mean, I guess hey, my mom gets, well, my brother gets on me about this. He said, yo, you always cool with everybody, whatever. I said, man, I ain't got no ill will with nobody. I, but I, like, I, like, for me, I want, like, I can see everybody make millions of dollars and everybody do well. I just like seeing brothers and people from this city excel so, and doing right. their thing. So, brother, keep doing your thing, man. Next thing you know, we're going to see you, you know what I mean? You behind, I'm going to catch you 
somewhere in LA doing something. Be like, yo, that's 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 Larry. Yo, yo, go talk to him right there. Exactly. You gonna yeah. see me get my Oscar and my Grammy? Yeah. <laughs> Already, dog. Speaking of existence. No exactly. Nope. No last words. You good? I'm okay. Home. All right, babe. So, I, I, like I said, um, I when we started this show, I did steal a piece, uh, and this is a homage thing from uh, Drink Champs. Um, I'm a Noriega fan, and I loved how Nori. Um, it was all about showing flowers. Like, you know, you ain't got to wait till somebody ain't here no more to start putting up the post. Oh, that was my dog. Fuck that. Right. We appreciate you, my brother. Thank you very much. I was a fan quietly. Now, you know, I'm a vocal fan. Um, I'm definitely watching uh, Down With The Cause. All righty. Um, just as you said, like, you know, anything you need from us, you know, we're here. We may be, you know, on our rise up, but, you know, anything you need, we all on we all on the rise up for you. My extension to y'all too. If y'all need any artists, anybody that's on the documentary, just let me know. Guess what? I, I, I let you know. I got you. You know what I mean? That's how you keep it real. <laughs> exactly. So you know it's the Cooley in the Gang show. Um, we will see everybody next week, uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, this is when we do it. Um, we appreciate our guests. Larry, what up? Don't let them tell you they working on a set of thing out one of these, man. They got to have. <laughs> I'm going to have one of those when I go see the video. They got to get one of these. Yeah, we want one of those when we come to the premiere. Hold I just want to tag. Up, but they they got to get one of these. Oh, he got all the merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> merch, baby. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Um, I appreciate y'all, man. I'm out. Question is, single? We'll find out when I call and I'll be gigging off G. Laughing till I'm nauseous. Caution. They going all in. Leaving no stones unturned. The topic untouched. You were tuned into the Coolie and the Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. Make sure you keep that money right. Clam sham, keep the jewelry tight. Make sure you keep it. We on week. Make sure you peep it. Matt King stayed among the best kept secret. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. So do it. Introduce it. The gang and Mike Cooley. We be on the neck getting foolish. All right, y'all. Y'all take it light. Gang and Mike Cooley. I'm just cooling. All right, Matt. Cooling with the gang. Cooling with the gang. Cooley in the gang. We be on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the Gang and Mike Cooley, I'm just cooling. Cooling with the gang. It's not a game. Blockworks is in the.